Number right. 85, Christopher. 80? Only 15 left 15. until the big 100. I've been waiting my entire life for 100. Yeah. <laughs> 100 of something. It's like 100 weeks in a row. It is. Can you, um, I don't, I can't, I say that every single time we come to like a big number, but 100 weeks in a row of doing anything. Yeah. Besides being alive, I guess. It's or pretty just like taking shower. Oh, I don't do that every week. You do? Every week. You do that every week? Is yeah. that a thing I should do? I do. I, I have a regular schedule. Once a week, shower. <laughs> I guess I'll have to catch up on that. <laughs> We've got a guest this week. We do. And All, always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, Mr. Tim McDonald. He hasn't been on for quite some time. Yeah, it's been 30 have episodes. Have you been on this year? No, I think it was last fall, wasn't it? Or... It, it was around the... I thought it was in the 50 mark where we were doing that catch up with Tim on his Marvel experience. Yeah. Watching all the movies. Yep. So was, yeah, that was probably winter. There haven't been any new ones out since then, so. <laughs> no new movies, no. <laughs> There's nothing uh, to catch up on. But then. there has been a significant amount of new Snarf Talks. That's true. Like, we just talked about it. It's like at least 30 episodes. Yeah, where probably. have you been? You know, uh, I used to know the number of episodes. I think the first one I was on was actually like 51. Oh, really? Oh, right? was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe it would have been... I believe it was called A True Unicorn. It was. Yes, A True <laughs> Unicorn. <laughs> no, I think that was the second one he was on. Oh, maybe. I don't, I know. don't know. Either way, um, it's good to have you back, man. It's good to be here. We've got a big show. Yeah, we do. We're, we're going to get it pretty much right off the bat because we are going to do top... Well, we were going to do top 10 mm-hmm. 80s comedies. Right, films. Films. Because I screwed that up when I was talking to Tim, and I just said 80s comedies, and he immediately yeah. went to sitcoms. Oh, I don't like, know why I did that, but I don't know if I could do that. I don't think I could either. I don't 80s know I, sitcoms? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could do that. I could get 10, easy. I, don't, I couldn't get 20. I, I could get 20. Not even off the top of my head can I think of one. Cheers, Seinfeld. No, Seinfeld was in the 90s. 90s. Started in 89. No, it did not. I think it was 91. 91. Oh, okay. Simpsons started in 89. So that counts, I guess. That's a <laughs> yes. 80s, I guess so. 80s comedy. Cheers. Newhart, Bob Newhart show. Bob Newhart show. Wings. Uh, Family Matters? No, no that's, that's a 90s. Because that was TGIF. I think Wings was in the 90s too. When did, when I think did the Frasier 90s start? was the year. No, that was 90s for sure. Yeah, yeah. Frasier was in the 90s too. Yeah. I think toss, the 90s was the big eggs. year for like, or the big decade for like sitcoms. I think so too. Although, I, I mean, there was a lot of old sitcoms that were famous. Sanford and Son? Yeah. Um, Taxi? That was a 70s show. No, that was in the 80s for sure. Was it 80s? Yeah, okay, so. well, that'd be huge. So anyway, that's not what we're doing. No, so yeah, we're talking not. About Thank it. God. <laughs> or else the episode would be over. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, we, were gonna, we couldn't uh, keep our lists back to 10. There was just too many. I actually texted Jerry and I said, well, I have 23 yeah. and then I have 17 <laughs> honorable mentions. Yeah, I was Holy like, shit. Well, we can't do that. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do top 20. So we're going to get started pretty much right off the bat. Although you have a couple news. Well, I've got one news and one thing I want to just discuss because I want the world to weigh on this because yeah. I've been thinking about this ever since you said it to me. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, so the simulation theory? No, no, no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, re- the real quick news article was that uh, DC is making a Rorschach comic. Oh Did yeah! Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I posted on our um, our social medias, but uh, Tom King's writing it, so I got really excited about it when I saw that Tom King was writing it. 
And yeah. I think Rorschach is like a badass dude. Yeah, he's my favorite Watchmen character. For of sure. Course. So I think that'll be really cool. That's all. I That's wanted. it? No, but then the next thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> that you brought up to me, I was at your house. We were having dinner. Kids are playing. And we were having hot dogs. And you said, how do you like your hot dog cooked? Yeah. Do you like, I don't remember the options. Um, boiled or grilled? Boiled. Oh, is that what? Or microwaved. Or microwaved, right. And I said, well, absolutely not microwaved if I don't have to do it. I mean, I'd eat it microwaved if I have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, boiled is fine, but I said grilled. Like a grilled hot dog is... Oh, I disagree. My, really? Oh, me too. Yeah, boiled. Both me and Marley were really looked I at him like he was crazy. I know. Yeah. And I can't believe that you think boiled is better. So I boiled some hot dogs just last night. Um, on purpose because I haven't stopped thinking about this and I can't believe that you thought it was better. So I boiled some. I was like, maybe he's right. You know, like they do have a better snap. They like got you said, way more snap. So, so juicier. I want to hear what your thoughts were after you boiled it. So I boiled it and we ate them and I was like, hmm, it's fine. Like that was it. I think there is so you did, much. You did it wrong then. How can you <laughs> too long, wrongly... too long, not enough something. I'll no. tell you my method for boiling. I would like to hear it because I even looked up. I I researched this, which sounds crazy. Did you crazy. find like a Gordon Ramsay YouTube video? Like <laughs> no, but I was like literally searching on like how to boil hot dogs just to make sure like I had everything down correctly because I knew like somebody was going to say I did it wrong, but it's like boil four to five minutes. That's what it's, that's everything that I've ever read so far last night said boil four to five minutes. So that's what I did. Here's what and I what I do for the per- perfectly cooked boiled hot dog. Okay. So I bring the water to a boil. Sure. And then shut it off, shut the burner off, put the hot dogs in, and then when it cools down, it's perfect. So like, kind of like, like, like a hard-boiled egg. Kind of. Like you can't overcook it and you can't undercook it because it just cools down and it doesn't cook it anymore. So how long does this take? I mean, the, the cool down enough to where you can like reach in and grab them? or Yeah, it's not cooking it anymore. It's just like I mean, I feel like that's a really long time that they're in there. Then mm. are the hot nah. dogs cool by then? No, no. they're still hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've never done it like that, but I don't know that you can misboil them too much. So, yeah. and I'm not saying like the water's freezing cold. It's just like once it cools down to a certain point, it's not cooking it anymore. Right. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. You know, Do you put some salt in your water. Yeah, always. For a hot dog? I mean, that hot dog is so full of salt already. What do you need to salt the water for? I don't know. I just always do. Salting There's the water for pasta salting makes sense. water that it makes it boil faster It does make it boil. It raises the, the like speed of boiling, yes. It will boil faster. But I wouldn't salt it for a hot dog just because it's just so full of sodium already. I think... Uh, I mean, by far, boiling is the classic method of hot dog cooking. I would agree with you. I understand that. I just don't think it's. Be- I didn't think it was better. And what I kind didn't of dog think- were you working with here? Because this is it a was, big factor. It was an all beef Frank. Okay. What brand? Ballpark. Yeah, that works. I had a big package of sixteen. I didn't cook all sixteen, but hmm. I don't know. I didn't. I thought it was like. Meh, what do you? Fine. What do you put good. on your hot dog? Just out of curiosity. Just relish and mustard. That's all. Usually, like at home. But I mean, I'll, I'll eat basically anything on a hot dog. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. For Cash's first birthday, we had a, a hot diggity dog birthday party. Yeah. And I, like, obsessed. We were going to have hot dogs. I, like, obsessed about having the exact right ingredients 
for like a Chicago style hot dog. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I had to go to like Joliet to get like Vienna, Vienna beef yeah. uh, hot dogs. Poppy seed buns. And you have to get the Saint uh, whatever it is buns. It's, it's some oh, I don't know. bun company, but you can get them at Sam's. You can't get them everywhere though. Like, okay. Neon relish. Yes. Yeah, I, I got the neon relish. Sport peppers. Got all that stuff. And I had a whole bar. People Celery salt. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of, uh, it was an eye-opening experience. I'd never really thought about it that much before until I did that. And I'm like, and then I kind of got obsessed with hot dogs to the point where I was eating Chicago-style hot dogs almost every single day from Baz's. <laughs> <laughs> they're not a true Chicago-style They're from not. Baz's. Well, they so, can do them. So here's my they're question. They're pretty good. I but don't like celery salt. That's the one thing. I don't like it either. I do Ooh, like I, that. But see, I do. Baz's, I love that. They put cucumbers on instead of a pickle, right? I don't like that. Um, so that's not a true Chicago style. I hate cucumbers, yeah, I first know. off. They're, and, I, and I don't think the relish is neon. Not no, the relish matters. is not neon. See, I was talking about this with somebody recently because we had hot dogs. I like doing Chicago style. It's like, yeah. it's like if you just Very throw a hot good. dog in the microwave, it's just like a poor man's quick lunch. But if you sure. do it upright with Chicago style... Then it's like a meal. Yeah, exactly. It is. It makes you feel better. <laughs> like, just microwave <laughs> makes you feel like hot a... dog on Wonder Bread bun is like peasant food, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It really but is. The Chicago-style hot dog is like it's just slightly so... above peasant oh, food. Oh, it's very... <laughs> but well below Lord food. <laughs> I would say it's very much elevated <laughs> no, above peasant No, that's like special food. guest-worthy. Yeah. It really sure. is. But... So what we were talking about is like some of the ingredients, like the neon relish. Does that really taste any different than regular sweet no, relish? I, no, I it's so. just like I, I really food think coloring. a lot of it is uh, like the the variation in colors of the Chicago style hot dog. Like I think that's the whole idea of it is sure. that you have this brown bun and this bright yellow mustard and the yeah. green sport peppers and the bright neon relish and yeah, red, red to tomatoes. Sure. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of ketchup. And uh, no, <laughs> but I, I think a lot of it's just about the look more than anything. I yeah. agree. I like I love ketchup, so I'll put it. I on don't any hot dog. I don't really like ketchup at all. I'll I mean, it's fine. I just I'm not a big ketchup guy. Like all these people that just douse shit in ketchup. Yeah, that's me. Can't do that. Bothers me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's me for sure. A childish move. Like you are a walking child. You know, I, I read once that uh, President Trump. Eats his steaks with ketchup. Oh, <laughs> <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a big deal when he first got in office. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> so let me just real quick get why you don't. Why don't you like a grilled hot dog? Like what it's is not that? Your, I don't like it. I just it's not as good. The te- it's the texture. I think yeah. the outside of it almost gets uh, too tough. Yeah, and it brings something. some of the fat to the outside. Oh, how can you not love the Instead fat of being? I do like the fat, but I want it interspersed. I don't want to like. I mean, who's cooking these hot dogs for you on the grill? Are they just cooking them for six hours or what? I don't know. I just feel like it brings up. Maybe it's the high heat of it. You know just, what they do? They bring they all the boys split to the open. yard. They split. They, yeah. yeah. Well, I had that happen in the boiling water last night. A oh, couple of them split too open. Too long. It was four to five minutes. Like that's all I went in boiling water. And one, it was just one of them, actually. Salt the water. Split. <laughs> you got to do something I think different. that's my problem. You have to try it again. I you did. did something wrong. I think I will. <laughs> I'll try your method, though. So you bring it up to a boil. You put the dogs in. Shut it off. Yeah. Let her eat. Can't overcook it. Okay. I'll have to try it, I guess. Speaking but, of, though, you were just singing the song, My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard. No, the hot dogs bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> um, <laughs> or the fat to the top, whatever you said. The other day, at, um, my... At Cash's birthday party, my mom gave him a, one of those singing cards. Mm-hmm. 
and that's the song that it sang when you open it. <laughs> what? And but it was like a funny kids card, right? Oh, okay. And I thought. Who made this card? <laughs> like, did they have no idea what right. the song is about? Smildly inappropriate. What was what was the words? My milkshake brings all the voice to the yard. It was like a oh, cow that was like that. shaking. Oh, I get it now with the cow though. Yeah, I can I, understand that. Yeah, it just is uh <laughs> it was an it's, odd choice of song that I was not expecting to get opened at a seven year old's birthday. <laughs> right. I can see that. Was it shaking like its ass? Yeah. The cow was? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know who made that. Wasn't Hallmark. I those, tell you that those singing cards, I wish I would have invented those. I mean, what is the movie where the guy writes greeting cards? Is that Mr. Deeds? Yes. It is Mr. Deeds. He's a greeting card writer. <laughs> and like he did, wasn't good at it in the slightest, but <laughs> then he just fell into all that money. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's the plot of Mr. Deeds. Yep, <laughs> so I just yep. thought of it. I don't know why. Winchester Fieldville, Iowa. Winchester Tunfieldville, Iowa. Or Ohio, one of those two. Um, another inappropriate thing for children to be doing. The other night, um, well, you already know this, so I'll tell it to you. Oh, yeah. I had Grady, his son, and Bryce over. They spent the night at Cash at our house. And they're playing video games. And all of a sudden, <laughs> out of nowhere... Instigated by Grady. It was. They all are just saying, Carol Baskins. <laughs> and then Grady's no just way. going, I say Carol Baskins. And they were doing it at the game. Yeah. At the baseball a, game. They did it for an hour straight. They just all said, That's repeated Carol Baskins for an hour straight. And I was like, and he, Chris tells me this. And I was like, how does he even know that? Like, I don't know how he would know that. And then he tells Chris that he got it off of dad's government work phone. No, no. This is what happened. <laughs> so he was wondering how they heard it or whatever. And I said, or he said, make them stop doing that or something joking. Yeah. And I said, well, I did once they started saying that bitch Carol. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> no. And then I asked him where he heard it. And he said, TikTok. Yeah. And then I said, I, he's never had TikTok on anything ever. And then I, I so I had texted jerry i said yeah he said he got tiktok on his dad's government work yeah. phone. <laughs> <laughs> i can't i couldn't believe it i thought i he was saying it in the dugout at the at the baseball game and i i had it's heard it a weird thing to catch the i didn't recognize zeitgeist. it it's, say that again such a weird thing to just catch the cultural zeitgeist the way it did yeah yeah and being so young i mean they're yeah. eight years old They've he's never watched the show ever. Yeah, I just don't know how he'd ever see it. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they all these little eight year old boys, Carol Baskin. (laughs) That's because for like two weeks straight, that's all people said. Right, you know, it it really is. And YouTube, I know he's, I know he sees it on YouTube. Oh yeah, for sure. But I thought of that because of this Tiger beer. Yes, Tim brought us Elysian Day Glow IPA. It's pretty good. Tiger beer. With lasers shooting out of its eyes. Yeah, it's a tiger. I mean, how else would you have a tiger? Rainbow lasers. Yeah. Pretty amazing. All right, so we're going to get that into our top 10. Or yeah, do you want to do what we're watching first or just wait till the end? Um, Let's wait to the end. We can always cut it. I'd rather get in the whole top 20 than have to go three hours. All right, we're going to get in there then. We're going to do top 20 80s comedy movies. All three of us have picks. We do. So that's 60. It could be 60 different movies. I doubt that'll be the case. <laughs> I don't I think mean, so. I mean, I just don't think that'll be the case. But there's a lot of movies we got to go through and discuss. And I went through uh, a top, a couple different top 100s, 
And then I found on Ranker, they had like the top 300. That I, really? So I went through all those. So there's a lot of them. I, I was able to get the, my top 10 without looking at anything. Really? Mm-hmm. But I mean, then, but then I, I had could, to look at some lists to just you know, make sure you weren't forgetting it. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's obviously, why I, I could come that. up with 10, no problem. It's just I wanted to make sure there isn't something slipping <laughs> but, through the But cracks. even after looking through those lists, I didn't, my, you didn't my, change it much. No. I, and honestly, I didn't really change mine much either. I, I'm going to warn you something from looking through those lists, though. Yeah, you're going to be angry with me after we go through this. No, I, no, no. No. I, I, me too. We've yeah. all felt this well, way because I texted Chris before the show and I said, I can hear, I can hear the criticism building in the ether already about my list because well, I just and, feel like... And it's not so much going to be that you're angry with my picks. It's going to be that you're going to have picks and I'm not going to have seen the movie and it's going to make you angry. Oh, you um, think so? Yeah. Well, that's fine. But For sure. Like my number 20 that I had on there is one that normally people would probably have in their top five. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, that's going to drive people insane. Yeah, and then I too. ended up bumping it off for something else. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you always start, Chris. Yeah, so I'll why don't start. you start with your top 20? My number 20 is Lambda, 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 and Omega something. Yeah. It's Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, very good one. Um, one I completely forgot about till like two seconds before the podcast. But how I approach my list is nostalgia, rewatchability were my main two criteria. I'm 100% on board with that. Every single time we do a list, I always say this is, I always have one that I say this is a nostalgia pick, but most of my picks are that way. And of course, rewatchability. Like these aren't. I'm not ranking these movies in a way that I say like, well, this film had better well, score. Well, they're 80s comedies. So exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like this is. I can't think of one like art. I can think. I have two on my list that I consider artistic 80s or artistic movies. Okay. The rest of them are 80s comedies that were not artistic. Yes. At all. And I mean, it's whatever you find to be funny rewatchable and something that you enjoyed as a, as a kid. So Revenge of the Nerds is just, it's one that's super easy to go back and rewatch when it's on TV over the weekend on a Sunday afternoon. I will watch it every time and I will laugh at it and I like the characters. It's just got a good story. It's a fun movie. And that's why I threw it in my top 20, number 20, I should say. Okay. You're making me feel bad because it's, it's it's not on my 20. Should be. I thought of it. Yeah. It's not on but mine either, there. actually. I'll say but that. But it is a good movie. It's funny. It's rewatchable. Yeah. Yeah. You're next. Oh. We always go this way. Uh, the Goonies would be my number 20. Oh. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. I that's, did, that's too. a good movie. And I almost... That was one that, looking through these lists, I almost didn't even you know think of that as a comedy. Almost. No, that's a tough one. Then there are some other ones I have on my list that were in that same category. Is it an adventure movie? Is it a kid's movie? Right. You know? But... It was on a whole bunch of lists. Oh, it's definitely. I would it, it's a comedy. It a comedy. Yeah. Um, loved it when I was a kid. You know, I never saw Goonies when I was a kid. I didn't see it until I, I was older. I, I, really? I didn't either. I didn't see it until um, either high school or my deployment. I know I watched it on my deployment. I don't remember if that was the first time or not, but a guy I deployed with that I'm pretty close with, it's like one of his favorite movies ever. So he always made us watch it. And I remember watching it there and thinking like, damn, this is a really good movie. I think that's honestly why I've never had that little nostalgic bit for that movie. Like a lot of people have. Sure. And I didn't watch it till I was older and it's a fun movie, but you know, I, I think that a lot of these movies 
if you don't have a nostalgia for them, they're mm-hmm. not going to hold up. And I'm not saying Goonies doesn't. I think it actually holds up much better than a lot of the movies oh, sure. from the 80s. But it's just not one that um, I would think of. And to be honest, I think a lot of shows nowadays are are stemming from the Goonies, like Stranger Things and all these like Absolutely. kid shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, are stemming all because of the Goonies because everybody remembers the Goonies being this like you know childhood adventure. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And, and I think you make a good point too that looking at some of these on on my list, if I was to have never seen them before and I watched them right now, they'd be okay, but they probably wouldn't make this list. You know, right. It's back to your point of nostalgia. It's a, it's a big part of these movies, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right, Jerry. Mine is an Eddie Murphy classic, Coming to America. Ooh, Ooh, good one. Love that movie. Isn't it so great? Um, yeah, again, it's one of those movies I saw a lot as a kid. I didn't understand a lot of it like when I was younger, but as I got older, I thought it was even more funny um, from like actually understanding adult humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's, just classic, like Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy. Who else is in there? I don't remember. Uh, there's a lot. Those of, are the main. There's a lot of big names, but they were supposed to be making another one. I had yeah, thought. I think it's on Netflix, right? It's not yet. No, I mean, like, it's going to yeah, be a Netflix movie, right? Yes. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the great thing about, and we'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but the great thing about Eddie Murphy movies is literally you can watch them at all ages over and over again. And get something different out of it at <laughs> different ages. The best line of that movie that just popped in my head was, he yells, the royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James Earl Jones is in it. Yeah. he's. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff in that movie. It's just very good. It's my number 20. All right. That's uh, criminally low, but. Well, that's fine. My number 19 is Major League. Oh, Dang it, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I actually went back and forth on putting this on my list because um, there's so many good movies. I know. And it's not one that it it's not one that I have seen in a long time, but it is one that's definitely rewatchable even today mm-hmm. because there's something a little bit timeless about baseball. Right. Where it can't really date itself too much. Right. And it's super funny. I is as far as actual laugh out loud humor, it's probably one of the funnier movies actually on my top twenty. But there's a lot of movies above it that I just think are better movies. Yeah, but I've always loved that movie. Um, Charlie Sheen, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all those Charlie Sheen movies from in the '80s. I'm not going to say the, some of the other ones that I love because they might be on one of your guys' list. But um, that's definitely one that. I'll never forget watching as a little kid and thinking I shouldn't be watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is not appropriate for me to be watching this movie, and maybe that's why part of the reason why I love it so much. I agree. Just, just, yeah. What's and his I name? say it at uh, I say that at, at practice ba- all the time. <laughs> yeah, and all the time with the kids at baseball practice, I'll say uh, two hands, Willie Mays. Yeah, Hayes. yeah. <laughs> you did the other day, and yeah, I started I, laughing I like every, crazy every time. <laughs> that was funny. All right. Um, Bob Euchre, is that who you're thinking yep. of? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim, your my, number 19. My number 19 is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I didn't put it on my list, but I really should have because I love those movies Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Yeah. I love all, I, and the other, and a sequel too, Bogus Journey. Yeah. And then it's the new one too. that they just made. Yeah. Which that is, should be coming out soon. Is it? I, it's, I think it wrapped filming well before COVID ever came around. So, really? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, absolutely love that movie. Yeah, good movie. This is like a couple other ones on my list where, you know, as I'm writing it down and thinking about it, I remember it's funny. I remember I liked it a lot. I can't remember exactly what happens. You no. Know? There's a lot like that on my like list. He's got to finish a history project. And they use the time machine to travel through to get the phone booth. Yeah. Right. To get I the understand the, figures. the basic synopsis of it, but I can't remember all the details. Yeah. You know, I mean, I agree with you. I used to watch it all the time on Comedy Central. Yeah. As a kid, like we had just gotten Satellite and Comedy Central played a lot of movies like that. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was one that was always on there. Mm-hmm. That's why I saw always it good a, for a bajillion times. And a, an odd cast for a comedy movie. I mean, Keanu Reeves is not known as a comedic actor. I mean, that was early in his career, obviously. Yeah, it was. But like, he didn't go on to be a comedic actor. It was just, no. and Alex Winter didn't go on to do anything. Not really. literally nothing <laughs> after that. So yeah, no. When he that. got the phone call for the the newest movie, he was probably like, "There is a god." <laughs> Thank you. What do you think he he must have done other stuff, right? I think he became an English teacher. Is that for real? Yeah. Like <laughs> a teacher oh, in don't, England? I don't know. I have you no know, idea. You know, Keanu had to have kind of overcome that to do these other roles because he's kind of perfect for that, you know? Yeah. Well, he, really he was is. early on. That's what he played is like the dumb surfer. Right. Yeah. And even in like Point Break and stuff like that. He's really lucky he didn't get typecasted in something like that. And mm-hmm. and then the Matrix just blew him on the water. I mean, and speed. I'm going to tell you, he's been in some other stuff. He was in... Who, the other guy? Alex. <laughs> yeah, Alex Winter. Blue Mountain State. That was a TV show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. He hasn't really been a much... He's been a voice actor in a bunch of stuff. Oh, that'll get, get you money. Yeah, you, you make know? a good career on that. Uh, my number 19, also criminally low. I will probably be attacked over this. It's a classic movie that everybody quotes. Airplane. Mm. Oh, okay. It's... Uh, any Leslie Nielsen movie I've always been in the in the bag for like literally all of them and there was one uh, I don't remember that though I didn't see airplane right off the bat I saw one that well, was you weren't born when it came yeah out. exactly and but there was one that came out a lot later that I had watched I don't remember what it was but airplane I, two no which was the, also very good it was like based off the fugitive and I don't remember, you know, the fugitive with yeah, Harrison yeah, yeah. Ford were wrongfully accused. Wrongfully accused. Yeah. Boom. That's the one. Got it at the market. Yep. Rented that at the market. Saw it. Fell in love with Leslie Nielsen and started watching a bunch of stuff after him. And Airplane has always been the one that stuck in my mind. Because um, I just <laughs> the one line I can it. remember from that entire movie is when you know they get to the train accident scene in that movie. Yeah, and he says it looks like a trailer park after a tornado. Yeah, do you <laughs> yes, remember that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's I love that movie, but I'm going to be honest with you. That's what I had in my number twenty spot that I oh, bumped out for Revenge okay. of the Nerds, and I was sure that people were going to have a oh yeah a fit because it's well, people say it's it's like top the, five. Absolutely. A lot of people say it. I don't think it is. That's why I have it at 19. And my, for me personally... My problem is that's not my type of comedy. Yeah. Right. For the most part. Like, I don't like the punny slapstick stuff. I just not the kind of comedy well, I like. They'll kind of beat the same joke to death where it's like almost funny and then sure. it gets old, but then they keep doing it and it becomes funny again. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's, and that's a style. That's the whole movie. That's what Family Guy does yeah. you know, yes. a lot of times. And it works. 
And it's funny for a while. It's just not my favorite style of comedy. I like stuff with a little more heart to it. I agree. And um, that's why it's 19 (laughs) (laughs) at the moment. But then again, once you see the rest of my list, you'll be like, "Hmm, really? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that's fine. Chris, Uh, 18. My my number 18 is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? (laughs) All right. I had that. uh, That was another one I had knocked off my list. You know... I Sorry. probably wouldn't normally have it on a top 20 for this because there's so many movies I couldn't pick that I absolutely love. And it's not probably, you know, I don't like it as much as some of those movies that I didn't choose. But yeah. it's hard to not respect the amazing thing that they did with that movie. That's oh, the agreed. whole reason why I was going to put it on mine and end up getting knocked off. But like the technical feat that they did with animation and live action was by far and away better than and I mean it had really never been done before. Maybe right? Cool World. Well, or uh, <laughs> Howard the Duck? No, I mean no. Is no. that all animation? No, that's that's not animation at all. That was a guy remember. in a duck suit. Was it? I guess I don't remember. <laughs> no, it. I mean they Disney did it back in the day with like bed knobs and broomsticks and yeah, and, oh, uh, did they? You know, Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins, stuff like that. Yeah, it had been done, but not um, to that not level. To, that's I what mean, I mean. That wasn't to have one of your main characters be animated. But on top of that, that's not even the biggest feat of that movie. The biggest feat of that movie is getting IP from all these different mm-hmm. companies sure. and somehow convincing Disney and Warner Brothers and all these companies, Hanna Barbera, yeah. to give their IP into one movie. I don't. I don't even know how, yeah. how they did that. They, they, you couldn't do it today. They couldn't do in it fact, in Ready they, Player One. They tried to do it with Ready Player One. They couldn't do it. Yeah. But, so it is pretty amazing that that happened. And it is a good, fun movie to watch. And it's a good story. And it is rewatchable today and doesn't date itself that bad. Not that bad. And honestly, I, I that was another movie I watched all the time. Um, yeah, oh yeah. And I should have... I feel bad for not putting it on here because that would be a huge nostalgia pick for me because it was something that I did go back to as a kid. But this this is just a really, really tough list. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. just really is tough. Interesting side point. Uh, the main character of that movie, what's is his name? Bob. Bob Haskins. Haskins. He was tapped early on to be Wolverine. Yes, he was really, because yeah. of his build. He's small. Yeah, and hairy. And hairy and wide. <laughs> and uh, it didn't uh, pan out, obviously. He was probably way too old by the time they made it. He that passed X-Men. away like four or five years ago. No, but I mean, when did X-Men come out? 2000? Yeah, early 2000. No, he I would have been I'm pretty old. He looked old in Roger Rabbit, but he must not, not have been that old. Couldn't have been. He reminded me of, shoot, what's the detective in Gotham City that always is kind of bad, but okay? Kind oh, of, yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but I know here. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, Christopher Lloyd too. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he was on a tear in the eighties. Yeah, so, and I mean, that awesome is that character. And like as a kid, that scared you. Uh, the, yes, the dip. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, it scared man. you. I lo- I love it. I love the and it's got stuff for kids and adults. That's another great thing about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, very true. And it's more of an adult movie than a kid movie, but still. To a point. But kids still like it. Yeah. Kids like there's it because there's cartoon I mean. characters in it. Parents show it to their kids because there's cartoon characters in it. And then, and then afterwards, you're like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. wonder if he's going to be okay after this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, number... My number 18, 18 to is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, uh, mine's not. <laughs> so mine is... 
Who is Harry Crumb? Oh, okay. Do you know that? I think we've talked about this I, before. I you know mean? it. I mean, but I'm going to tell you, I haven't seen it since the 80s, probably. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, my gosh. John Candy's always been one of my favorites. And I remember this was another Comedy Central thing that I stumbled on it on Comedy Central one time. And I watched it. So Harry Crumb is this uh, like private investigator. Yeah, he's an investigator. And he's investigating a, an heiress to uh, like a, a fortune that she's kidnapped, disappears. And the guy that hires him is the person that committed this crime. Spoilers. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> but <come on. laughs> they hire Harry Crumb because he's like this doofus guy, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it turns out where he actually does a very good job, but it's just like everything that happens throughout this movie is just freaking hilarious. Like he uses those, you know, those goggles you can get and they like have like a mirror in them and then they go up. Yeah. Periscope. Yeah. Like a periscope goggles. He uses those all the time. Like he climbs up on this roof and he's using those. (laughs) Suction cups. I don't know. That kind of shit made me laugh so much as a kid and I love it. And even... I, I just watched it not too long ago, maybe less than six months ago, I'd say I watched that movie and I still laugh my ass off at certain parts of it. You know, it is goofy and it's definitely not a movie that is put together to be anything serious, but I love it. I really do. I just love that movie. I mean, the great thing about John Candy is you can put him in any movie and it elevates it to <laughs> I know something beyond he's just he's very good he's not it's not that he's very good and very funny which he is both those things he's just you can't look at him not be happy i know he's a very genuine person and and you feel that yeah charismatic genuine like honest and that's just like how he was and i've read that about him too is that on the movie sets everybody was like we just loved having him around like he was just a very good person yeah makes me happy and you're going to probably see a Couple more movies about John Candy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, I put my prediction right here in the middle of this table of what I believe Jerry's number one movie to be. So we're going to see if I'm right. And I guarantee you he's wrong. I'm telling you. He thinks he's right. I just really don't think he's going to be right. I'm going to write mine down too now. I like that game. Of what Jerry's number one is? That's a fun game. Well, yeah, don't look at my screen. Okay. I I can't see your While you're doing that, I will go ahead with my 17. Yes, sir. Good morning, morning. Vietnam. That nice. is a freaking movie that I love and had the soundtrack to, by the way, on cassette tape. And you did? Religiously listened to all through my childhood. Was it all Creedence Clearwater Revival? No, I don't remember. No, they no, it was mostly like uh I don't know, it was just like a mix of songs from what it'd be the sixties, I guess. Yeah. Um, all kinds of different songs, but I had that soundtrack, and in between all the songs, obviously, he would have his like radio, you know, what yeah. he was doing on the radio. So I would listen to that all when I was a kid, all the way up until I was in high school, and I didn't, you know, I had the cassette tape in my car, and I would listen to it even then. So it's a fantastic soundtrack. But on top of that, it is an amazingly wonderful movie that has hilarious parts to it. It's borderline comedy, kind of a drama comedy. I have to thing. say, I don't even know if I've seen it once. Really? Yeah. I have I, I have not seen it. Oh I think God. I've seen it one time. It's a powerful movie. And I don't remember. Well, you I should go back and you should go back and watch it because it's totally okay. worth watching. Um it's a great story. It has a lot of heart to it. But is it funny? 
It's very funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's the whole point. Like okay. he's a outrageous DJ. Yeah. In the Vietnam War, they get, he gets put on the radio station. He's like an outrageous DJ, and he's hilarious in his little bits that he does on his show. But he ends up killing and, all the Vietnam. And like ultimate Robin Williams too. Sure. He like they're like just play he yourself. He does his characters. Yeah. yeah, he does his characters, and it's just absolutely hilarious. But you know, the government does not like the fact that he's like picking on the government. Picking on sure. the president, picking on the war effort, and it, it creates a lot of tension there. Mm-hmm. So, okay, it's a phenomenal movie that is. It's not like a lot of other comedies in the eighties, and that's why I like it yeah. because it has a different level to it. Yes, and you're much more serious than I am. Yeah, it's true. So, <laughs> um, so that's my number seventeen. Well, speaking of meaningful and impactful movies uh peewee's big adventure <laughs> is my number 17 um i didn't even remember that uh, thinking about that until you just said it and now i'm pissed that's not on my top 20 because <laughs> yeah. that movie is fantastic oh it's awesome tim burton at his maybe one of his best movies yeah other than like ed wood really Batman returns is very good obviously if i'm being fair and honest i've never been a peewee fan no ever i that's, that surprises me actually really yeah I would agree with you. It would be a little bit surprising, but the boys were trying to turn on a PB movie the other day. I was like, no, I don't like it. Well, <laughs> maybe the problem what is a curmudgeon. that I know. Pee-wee, the, movies, Such a curmudgeon. the movies have really no connection to the TV show that came after. And I saw a lot of that TV show. Yeah. And it's not the same thing. As I've, what the I've not are. seen the TV show. I don't think the TV show was a kid show. The movies yeah. were not. I mean, it was. Not really kids. I mean, it was a kids movie, but kind of was and wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Had a little bit more to it than that. Mm-hmm. So what's your what's your take? You watched a lot as a kid? Yeah, yeah, I did. I love that movie as a kid. And I didn't watch like all the Pee Wee movies, didn't watch the TV show. I just sure. remember that specific movie. It's hilarious. I had Loved all it. the it a lot. action figures, like Pee Wee. I had the chair. They made action figures? Yeah. I think, well, so I got them from my cousin. I had a much older cousin that was living with was with us at the time he would have been a teenager in the 80s okay so and he was you know he had they probably weren't kids action figures right they were probably like, like collectibles collectibles yeah but he gave them to me so i had all of them and i love them because my cousin that was 15 years older than me gave right. them to and me it was so cool <laughs> you know yeah. it was cool and he he was an artist so he he was big into comics. I've talked about him before. Yes, That's kind of got me into comics. And anyway, so he gave me that stuff. And yeah, that's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, what are we on? 17? 17. So my 17 is another John Candy movie, The Great Outdoors mm-hmm. ah. with Dan Aykroyd, John I, I, Candy. I thought about that one, but I couldn't remember the movie. So I thought, I mean, obviously I can't put it on it, top I mean, 20. it's very typical John Candy type movie, you know, but they, like, these two different families go out camping, but they, like, rent a cabin on the lake, and it's just about them being in the cabin on the lake. And, like, a bear attacks at one point. Yeah, it's very slapsticky, um, right? Absolutely. And, like, the one family is uh, higher class, more yes. money, and John Candy. That would and be I think Dan it's his Aykroyd's brother. Family. I think it's his brother, right? Or is, is his wife's brother or something? Can't remember. One, a, one of the two. Yeah, there's a relationship there, and Dan Aykroyd is, like, an uppity guy, and it's a typical, like, 
where, yes, I feel like I'm above you, but then throughout the movie, they end up realizing they're much more alike than, mm-hmm. you know, what you know. But it's, I think it's funny. I mean, if a bear's involved attacking you, I think it's funny. It's and a, it, the it's best part of John Candy is he always plays the like blue collar yes. Midwestern mm-hmm. guy. Even though yes. he's Canadian, but right, he was Canadian, <laughs> and we'll talk about but, that. But but Midwestern Canadian is very similar to the Midwestern. It really United is. State. I mean, it's like Saskatchewan, yeah, and huh? Ontario, and all. You've those. been up in the in the Sketch. <laughs> is that what they say? I don't. I don't know. think I anybody think calls it. it the Sketch. No? No. We've had a couple listeners in uh, Ontario recently. Really? Yep. New new listeners in Ontario. I will always maintain that one of my favorite city, cities in the world is Ottawa, Ontario. Oh, really? It's wonderful. How many... Have you been everywhere? No, I haven't been everywhere, but I've been to Ottawa, Ontario. <laughs> That's crazy. And they have a... You uh, have been a lot of places. I have I been mean, a lot of really places, has. but um, they have a thing called Busker Fest, and it's a festival that they have in the summer. Everybody and, just puts their hat on the ground. And, yeah, they have buskers all over the town, yeah. everywhere, like street musicians, magi- uh, musicians, magicians, mm-hmm. dancers. Mimes. Mimes, all of <sighs> everything. That's a French Canadian thing, but they had them. They had everything. Guys juggling chainsaws, Irish flute bands. I mean, it's is, amazing. Is Ottawa French Canadian? Or Are you is making that... this up on the spot? No, sounds I swear to God, I feel like true. this all the time when he tells stories. I feel like it's being made up on well, the spot. Well, it just sounds too just... good to be true, doesn't it? And then I do, I do a little research, and it turns out to be true. Um, no, they definitely have it, and it's amazing. And I love Irish music, and in Canada, that's like kind of a thing. Um, especially at busker festivals. So anybody that's and listening in Irish Canada, flute bands, holy shit, they're awesome. Um, anybody that's listening in Canada, just let us know if you call it the sketch. <laughs> Resounding no, no, you don't. Think Ottawa so? International Busker Fest is. Um, oh, this was of course 2019. To search it. It's probably canceled. I'm guessing for 2020. But I would assume it's been so. around for 27 years. So I was probably there relatively towards the beginning. Oh, they have, it's like a big thing. They got performers. They got a performance old. schedule. You're pretty. You're pretty old. They got a a bendy person. <laughs> Is that his a name? Contortionist, Gumby? I should say. <laughs> a bendy person. Gumby. Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> Rockabilly Joe's gonna be there. Ooh, I like me some Rockabilly. Do you like Rockabilly? You ever heard that music? Yeah. It's pretty four good. days, four stages, twenty plus performers. Uh, 175,000 people and an unforgettable experience. It's in August. Okay. Um, but Rockabilly. If you, if you like Rockabilly, I do. Check out a little Reverend Horton Heat. I've heard him. <laughs> Played him on Guitar Hero all the time. <laughs> all right. Um, whose turn is it now? Yours. Oh, number 16. Number 16 is. I'm coming to America. Oh, and you told you said I was criminally low. That's only four spots. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, again, I said it before. Eddie Murphy movie. Eddie Murphy was the king of the '80s, and yes. and the king of the '90s, really, and like the king of the 2000s. But well, when did um, when did like the all those movies where he played like a bajillion characters come out? '90s. Yeah. So what did he do in the 2000s? Uh, Shrek. Damn, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was in Mulan, too. Yeah. He was the dragon. Yeah. Um, no, like I said, the best thing about... Uh, yeah, if you're going over there, grab yeah. me yeah. one, too. 
The best thing about Eddie Murphy movies is there's something for all ages, and every time at every stage in your life that you watch it, you will pick up on new jokes. And for some reason, his movies don't date themselves. Yeah. That, like, you can watch his kind of 80s movies true. now. Thank you. And, yeah, it's dated as far as, like, the clothing and the cars, but it works, like, 100% every time. And you pick up on things that he had in movies in the 80s that now... 30 years later, the, the joke's even more relevant than it was then. Right. And you're like, this is absolutely amazing. He's, he's a genius, and that movie... He really is. So what, kind of, what, what happened with him? Like, Why did he kind of fall off the card there? Like, uh, it, he raised it, his kids. That was the case, right? Yeah. It wasn't like a oh, fallout really? with Hollywood or, no, or any so. type of scandal with him. He it was, made ev- all the money from Shrek absolutely. in the he world didn't have that to ever, existed. He didn't have to ever work again. And but. he wanted to step back and raise... He has a bunch of kids. He wanted to raise his kids and be but a wasn't there dad. A, wasn't there a scandal with him with a prostitute like in the late 80s or 90s or something? Sure. I mean, probably. He's an actor. <laughs> I know. He's a famous actor. <laughs> I just thought it was like... I mean, it wasn't... I don't think it was... I don't, I don't think, think it was a prostitute. Hugh Grant it might have level. been like uh, the cocaine <laughs> I forgot about that one. Hugh Grant got into like some big trouble. <laughs> And um, he's like a cheery Irish or a cheery Englishman, you know? Is mm-hmm. he cheery? He always seems a little sad. Yeah. Well, I think he was cheery before the prostitute problem. <laughs> and then after that, you remember sad. He was, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. you were. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Eddie Murphy, but I know he took some time off and now he's back doing stand up comedy. So. Oh, he is. And he I killed guess I didn't it on SNL last year on the season finale. So. Yeah, I did see that. Or that might have been two years ago now, but whatever. So that's right. my number 16. My 16 is Beetlejuice. Ooh. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Another Tim Burton movie. I'm yes. Here. He just likes him because his name's Tim. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Freaking Tim. Yeah. I do like Tim Burton. Actually. Oh, I love me some Tim Burton. Beetlejuice is one of the um, most original movies I've ever seen yeah, in my entire sure. life. I completely agree with you. I, <laughs> and, and that's actually one that I did not see when I was a little kid. Beetlejuice. I did not see that until I was a little older. Oh, I definitely saw it when uh, it came out. So I what, what know I saw it. 88, was it? Or, oh, I mean, well, no, you didn't. I didn't see it when I was four. You were four. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, early in that on. time period, yeah. maybe I was when six it was or still seven. Yeah. I saw it early on in my life, I know, and it scared me, and I didn't want to watch it again. Definitely and then I came me. back yeah. to it and watched it. But I also watched the cartoon. That's mm. absolutely... I so, watched that cartoon. Yeah, Fox. I watched the shit out of that cartoon. I watched that cartoon. Now that you say that, I forgot about that. Yeah, cartoon. Fox and had it, that cartoon. And it come was out a good cartoon. Yeah, it, it was incredible. I watched it all the time, and that's what drew me in more to the movie than what the movie did because I was kind of scared of the movie, but the cartoon made me not like scared. yeah mm-hmm. like those characters a lot more. And then I got a little bit older and watched, and I I freaking love. Beetlejuice. I will I never just... forget them sitting in that waiting room after they die. Yes. And the guy's like pulled. He's got like the face that's like pulled out. Pulled out. And then the shrunken head guy. Shrunken head and guy. And the lady that's that's smoking and it's coming out of her. Uh, yeah, she was a receptionist, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty um, great. How I... do you think of that movie? You know. Oh, how do you come up with it? I have no idea. <laughs> so I just saw a meme of um, Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. And it was a picture of Beetlejuice and the shrunken <laughs> head guy right next to each other. And then it had like an equals and it had Lori Lightfoot in a really poor picture, you know. But I was like, 
That's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we should have talked about in the news the uh, the cowboy, the cowboy, the census cowboy. The have census you seen cowboy. the census cowboy? We'll talk about it afterwards. At the end, yes. Yeah. I'm make know. a note. I'm gonna right now. Anyway, anything more you want to say about Beetlejuice? We haven't literally let you talk about it at all. Since oh, that's fine. It. Who cares? Uh, Rayanne loves this movie too. That's probably part of why I like it as much as I do because she laughs hysterically anytime it's on. It's just a fun movie to watch. It really. I, is. I love the um, the one yes, Mr. yes. Tally man, tally me, but well, and, te- and what a fucking cast. Yeah, yeah. Who was in that? Um, I don't remember any of their oh, names. What's her name? Catherine uh, O'Hara. Yeah. Um, Winona oh. Ryder. Um, Ale- Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. That's I couldn't think of her name. I can't believe I just came up you with like, all those. Yeah, yeah, that's impressive. Uh, Michael Keaton is incredible. I mean, and that's what had he done before that? Mr. Mom, maybe? Batman. No, that was before Batman. I thought it was. Well, Batman was 89. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was. was. Like a year before Batman. That's what. This was 88. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Mom, I think, blew him up. Yeah, that was early 80s, right? Yeah. And that right. could be on a top 10 or 20 list, too. But. It could have been. I saw it a bunch on a bunch of lists. So I didn't put it on I didn't there either. I don't even know if I've Me ever neither. seen it, to be honest. I've seen it. It's really good. It's really good. I have not seen it. No, so is multiplicity. I've that's seen in, multiplicity, that's but that's the '90s, <laughs> and I like that one a lot because uh, every iteration of him gets dumber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, all right, we got to go through. So go oh, to your my number. sixteen is Back to the Future. Probably criminally low for a lot of people. That I just, is criminally low. I just don't honestly think it's that funny. I mean, to be honest, I know it's a comedy. It's rated as comedy. I just don't think it's as funny as everything else. I put it at 16 because the movie itself is very good. I mean, it's one of my favorites. I guess if we're going on funniness of the movies. I know. I just. That's fine. I make up rules as we go along. You got to balance all the different. I just don't know how else to rank these things. All the different things. I think it has to be on my list. But there was just so many other movies that you know, hit like just cut me to the core. I'm going to say an unpopular opinion right now. I think Back to the Future Part 3 is my favorite of the franchise. No. Uh, Wild West? I just like that. I know. I think I, I would have accepted that. two. Two's good, too. They're all good. The, you Actually, can't beat the one is one. probably my least favorite one. I think you're crazy because I don't think you can beat the original out of that franchise. Also, I mean, they're good, but it's a pretty good cartoon. There's a Back to the Future cartoon. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Um, all right. Back to the Future, man. My Marty McFly. Number 15. Marty. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. Christopher Lloyd, he was a big deal back then. Wasn't Golly, he? wasn't he? Wasn't he in City Slickers too? I don't know no. about that. He was in Angels no. in the Outfield. Yeah. Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> that he was, was. I, we and watched Dennis, that not that long ago. Me too. Yeah. I watched yeah. it with Grady and he loved it. And he was also in Dennis the Menace. Oh, he's the villain he's in the, Dennis the Menace. Yeah, the bad guy in Dennis the Menace that he feeds the beans to when <laughs> yeah. he's all tied up under the bridge. Oh, what was that? the other day my brother in law, um, my my nephew, Hank, yeah, he's is three years old. Mm-hmm. And he's like the epitome of a country boy, right? So Banny and Greg walk in, and he's got a like in the house, like a box or something full of frogs <laughs> in the house. And this was after a string of other things. And Greg opens it, finds the box of frogs. He's just like, "God damn it, we're living with Dennis the Man." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's funny. Um. Anyway, my number fifteen is 
a movie that you wouldn't even remember that it's an 80s movie because it you could watch it today and feel current. And it's Raising Arizona. Mm. Oh, man. The, the old... Uh, the Coen Brothers movie. Coen Brothers movie, yeah. Nick Cage, Holly Hunter. Um, Is that kind of where Nick Cage came to be? I don't know if that was his big break, but it was a big movie for him. I think yeah. it won awards. I think it was like a... I have not seen this movie, Um, and I'm feeling guilty because I like Coen Brothers a lot. Yeah, it it's a really really good movie. It is very. It's not my favorite Coen Brothers movie by far, but um, it is really good. And they're kind of like trailer trash criminals. Yep. And they get this baby, and they gotta take care of it. And it's probably the only Coen Brothers movie made in the '80s, though, isn't it? It's. I think it's one of their first movies. Yeah. Um. And I've just always loved it. I'm going to look and see what their first movies were. But um, no, they had. Yeah, Raising. Uh, that was their second movie. What was their first? Um, nothing oh, famous, I don't yeah. think. Um, but they edited Evil Dead. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. Pretty neat. Um, anyway, so Raising Arizona. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is um, something that you could watch today and feel like a current movie. It's it's so out of pace with what '80s comedies were. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even like resemble. Well, Coen Brothers. I yeah, mean, exactly. Doing something different. It's just like I mean, it it fits right in with yeah. all their stuff. So I'll definitely watch it then. Uh, number fifteen for you, Airplane. Airplane. So you didn't go super low with it either. No. Well, you didn't go no. super high with it. Super high with it either. See, I thought most people were going to be like, no, that's a top five movie. No. It isn't a lot of people's list. I, I do like it. It makes me laugh. But sure. we already kind of talked about it that, I don't know, it, it's not exactly my brand of humor, but it does that brand of humor extremely, extremely well. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's, that's right. It's, it's the best example of that type of humor, mm-hmm. but it's not my type of humor. Yep. Okay. It's like the American version of Monty Python, Gosh, but too. not as good. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, actually, it's not really. Monty it's, Python's a little more. There's a little more to Monty Python. Yeah, there's a level above is. the slapstick. Yes. Yeah. And they've got both. They've got the slapstick, but they've also got like the actual thought out comedy. Yeah. You know? Um, so you good? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. My 15. We've got Mr. Axel Foley. Ooh. Sergeant Taggart. Beverly Hills What a great movie. That's probably criminally low for a lot of people. I had it on my top 80s action movie You did. I'll tell you what's criminal. It's not on my list, and it should be. It's not on my list either, but it definitely was on my honorable mentions. What is your guys' problem? It's just there's so many movies to pick from, but it is an amazing movie. it's Beverly Hills Cop, and you didn't pick it? Yeah, it's really good. I it's can't, another I can't Eddie Murphy. You want to know something really weird is we bought this like little toy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a little spinning, annoying, light up, noise making thing that the kids get. Okay. But it's clearly like something that just comes from China. Yeah. And that's the song it plays. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Why would they put that on a spinning toy? I don't know. How did they get the past the copyright? I don't know. Because if we put that on our YouTube, we'd be fined in a heartbeat. Yeah. They'd take our stuff down. But no. That's what YouTube likes to do. Great movie. And it also spans different genres. A lot of different genres. Action, crime, drama, comedy. 
not drama, but I think there's a lot of comedy to it. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of comedy to it. Obviously, there's action, but yeah, and, oh, and that's why it was on our movie. action stuff. But I think it's so funny, you know. I say like action mystery. It's a lot of mystery to it. There is. I just think it spans all of them so well, and it's like the epitome of what any '80s movie is, right? Mm-hmm. Like all '80s movies. It doesn't matter if you talk about action or comedy or drama or like whatever mystery. It's like or thriller. It's like all of those in one movie, and Eddie Murphy like killed it. Yeah, and on top of it, like I said before, you could watch that movie today, and it doesn't feel that dated. Exactly. I love it. Somehow. I, it I doesn't. don't get it. The, the, it's the way they made it. It's the content in the film, Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, my number... What are we at? 14. 14. Is a John Candy movie. It is? It is. Uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. Hmm. Don't talk too much about this. Uh, you know what? Let's yeah. just not talk about it at all, because <laughs> yeah. I know Jerry's going to talk to about talk about it later. So I, I will. But yeah. absolutely love that movie, and that's all I'll say about it for now. I like it as well. So you can go on, Tim. Number 14. Uh, my 14 is also a John Candy movie, and it's already been mentioned, but it's The Great Outdoors. The Great Outdoors. Now that you guys talked about that movie earlier, I'm remembering in my mind more and more of it. But I, I really don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's memorable enough that... I'm surprised it's not on TV more. Although, I guess I don't really watch TV anymore. Yeah, maybe so, it is. Yeah. It's so probably on TBS. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if I've seen it. I really haven't seen it anytime recent. They don't play it much anymore. You'd have to find it. You'd have to stream it. Yeah. I, we may even have that on DVD or something. Really? What are those? I don't know. <laughs> the real question I have on movies like that is, like, do you take the time to show your kids that movie? Because, I mean, they got 30 years of movies since then. Yeah. Oh, I it, do. It will be shown to my kids because I watch Rand likes that movie. Yeah. But they don't make those types of movies anymore. I they know. don't make them. No, they don't. Doesn't happen. No, they are they they aren't, and this is why I love them so much. Well, I shouldn't say that. They do make them. But Will Ferrell infrequently, kind of does. yeah, but not really for kids. The like there was one we That's watched true. the other day that playing with fire that John Cena movie. That's kind of in that vein. Yeah, like kind of slapstick comedy, kind of you know it's definitely a kids movie. It, I think it's aimed more towards kids, and I think these movies were all aimed a little bit more towards family. adults. Well, family. 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 Like a family. Well, yeah, movies. like family, but I feel like it had a little bit more adult humor towards it. Yeah, than... but it had like something for everyone, really. Yeah. It's like every member of the family would enjoy some aspect about it. I agree with you, and but the movies nowadays, I think, are either one or the other. Yeah. There's no like in between, I, I don't think, except for Jumanji. I think that's Jumanji, a good movie. I think Jumanji has But that's an action that. blockbuster. It's different. Do any of the movies these days like comedies. have a... A good moral to them, like these movies did. Oh yeah, you know what? I, like what? Uh, well, like I can't that name one that John Cena movie, which is a terrible movie. Don't get me uh, wrong, but that's. I mean, it's. We'll do any good movies. Um, I'm sure, probably Fro- Frozen Two, Eurovision Song Contest, <laughs> yeah, Eurovision Song Contest, Fire Saga. I suppose that's yeah. Have I'm, you seen? I'm it? sure. No, I haven't. Oh, you need to. It's great. But I'm sure there Probably. there is. But it just seems like a lot of movies that. that at that time, like, had this big, like, moral to the story. I agree yeah, with no. you. And you know what does for my number 14? What's that? The Breakfast Club. 
Ooh, a little John. We got some John, some John Hughes, John Hughes coming at you. Yep. This is absolutely a comedy movie, but it's very dramatic. Yeah, as well. I was gonna say it's, <laughs> it is, but it it's, is, a, it's on that line. It's mm-hmm. on the line, but, but it is all John all John Hughes movies. I would consider to be comedies, absolutely, and even Sixteen Candles. You know, I've never been a huge Sixteen Candles fan. Well, myself. that's because it's not that good. It's just sorry. Yeah, a lot of people say it's good. I just I'm not a fan yeah. of it. But Breakfast Club is a good movie. Okay? No, it's a very good movie. Emilio Estevez. Estevez. Emilio. Emilio Estevez. Am I, am I saying it right? Estevez. Estevez. Yeah. Uh, wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable there, Chris. <laughs> um, either way, he's great. Molly Ringwald, obviously phenomenal. Judd uh, Hurst, Judd something or other. Judd, uh, who's the bad? Who's that's like the brain? The Judd, that's Judd. Oh, who's the brain? He was in a bunch of... This is a classic movie everybody can love. You can go back and watch it. It reminds me of our high school days, you know, of us <laughs> getting in detention, Tim. Me and you hanging out in the library. Yeah. Standing on tables. It's what we did. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you're <laughs> um, right. such an idiot. My number thirteen is it is one when we had, when we had this in the top ten when we were going to do a top ten. I had to throw this in my top ten because I love this movie and I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, but then when we made it a top twenty, I could sneak some in front of it that are, are better, better movies. Sure, but I didn't necessarily want to talk about it as much. But this is one that I will find infinitely rewatchable all the time. And that's why it makes a big sticks in my head the most. It is a movie called Real Genius. I don't even know. I, it's not even ringing a bell. I knew me. you guys weren't going to know this movie. It's a Val Kilmer movie uh, from 1985, and it is about these kids that go to college. They're geniuses mm-hmm. in college, and they're like developing this laser technology, and the government wants it to turn it into a weapon. And they have to kind of go on this wacky little adventure to prevent the government from getting a hold of this laser. Hmm. And it is a phenomenally awesome movie. It is hilarious, and it's got a lot of heart to it. They end up shooting, they end up filling somebody's house with popcorn and shooting the laser into the house, and popcorn comes all out of the And it <laughs> pops the popcorn? Yeah. Okay, and you're not a big slapstick guy? Uh, it's not really slapstick. It's, it's definitely not a slapstick comedy. Guess you had to be there. Uh, <laughs> um, no, honestly, it is a phenomenal movie. I think everybody should watch it. Um, it's, it's fantastic, and it's one of Val Kilmer's first movies. Really? Yeah. That and Top Secret. I don't even know what that is. So I had Top Secret on my list and bumped it off. I've never even heard of it. It's a World War II comedy with Val Kilmer, and it's super slapsticky, but it's really, it's really funny, and I should have put it on this list, to be honest, but it's on my honorable mention. Well, Real Genius, it's uh, the one kid that comes to college, he's like the youngest student to come to college. He's not of college age. And he's like real dorky. But Val <laughs> Kilmer is like the genius, but he's like the real cool. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't care about anything genius. Yeah. So it's an awesome movie. Everybody check it out. Real okay. genius. I will. Number 12, 13. 13 to you, Tim. Uh, we have talked about this movie already, but it's uh, Major League. Oh, ah, damn it. Should have put it on the list. <laughs> I didn't. Cleveland Indians, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> no, I love this movie. What? Um, it's a classic. 
Big time classic. I bet you everybody. You know what? Who I bet who loves this movie? David Seedentop. He'd have to, right? I don't, Has he really ever talked about this? I don't know. Oh, we're gonna get some comment from him after this one. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's, he's got an opinion on everything. Better so fact check it. I guarantee he's got an opinion on this movie. Fact check this, Seed and Top. <laughs> you like this movie or no? By the way, you invited him on the show, but Hard. to sit in the corner as like a fact checking goblin. <laughs> without like yeah. without commenting. No, that's what he wants to do. Okay. That's... No, he doesn't because. He... He offered him that. I did offer him that. But my point is... Oh, and he wouldn't do it. No. My point is, we don't let people come in and watch the podcast without being on it. That's what Tim wanted to do in the first place. I know. That he we was the first one to ask And that. you're not going to let him come in here. I was just trying to get him in the building. <laughs> I was just trying to say, like, here, walk through the door, buddy. Right. You know? I'm and then we'll stick a microphone in your face. Well, he must have known that, because I'm surprised he said no, because... He did. He turned after down After I came on the first time... You know, and he, I mean, he watches or listens to every single episode religiously, you know? Yeah. So why wouldn't he come on? Why wouldn't he want to? But that's what he always said, like, oh, I don't want to be a guest, but I would be like a fact checker, you yeah. know, part of the staff. I was even hammering his wife about this, like, hey, you know. I want to get cast. You're the, you're the muscle in the family. <laughs> oh, get boy. This, get this man to be on the show. She, she should be on the show. Oh, you told it. Cassie that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's the muscle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not, this is, not this is, yeah, this is true. I'm not stupid. <laughs> um, All right. Anyway. Where are we at? Number. My, my 13. 13 is Beetlejuice. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I, I absolutely love that movie. Honestly, I want it so bad to be in my top 10. There's just so many others that are above it's it. Too many. Um, yeah. There's just too many. But this is such a rewatchable show. I go back to it all the time anytime i see it on oh you gotta watch it i watch it i really do michael keaton is incredible like i know you think it's a goofy character and you know it's it's just beetlejuice but i tell you the level of acting this man's doing for this character i think is incredible it's not something that anybody can just do and babes speak what movie like if it if it's on, you have to watch it no matter what. Like to the end, doesn't matter when you come oh, across. A lot it. Of oh them. my gosh, Forrest Gump. Like, no, Knight. like the, the worst one. Blues like because there's uh-huh. a prime example for me. That one, yeah, I would. No, that's no, no. The prime example. No, no. Oh, oh. I w- off topic, but it's interesting. I would say uh, a League of Their Own. Really, I love that movie. Really, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, movies. there's so many. There's lots of movies like that for me. Mine's The Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. Really? And I always joke about that one. What's that, that like, movie? I got Shawshanked. You know, because <laughs> yeah. it, because it's a long ass movie. It's and if, very and long. if it's on it's like TV, you know, yeah, it's like, already oh. like a three hour movie. And then you throw commercials in. It's yeah, like hour and a half of commercials right. and four hours of movie. So, so I always joked about that. That's like. Well, I thought I was going to get something done, and Shawshank's on, so I'm tied up for the next five <laughs> uh, and a half hours. Yeah. Somebody's text him, and he's like, I've been Shawshanked. Sorry, <laughs> exactly. can't do anything. <laughs> no. Anyway, off topic, but... Your number 12, Christopher. Uh, my number 12 is Blues Brothers. Mm. Love it. That's one. If that's I, on, I'm watching. I'm, I yeah. am, too. I am but it's too not well. one that I'm going to like pop in. To watch, but if it's on, I'll watch it for sure. And it's just super quotable. Yeah. Great story. The music's phenomenal. 
Yes. You know, they're only, I know a lot of people would have it higher. I can't put it higher on my list just because, like, it almost feels like a series of bits. I can see that. I've never had it explained that way. Um, which is fine. Which and makes it's, sense, and though. very enjoyable. When you're but. thinking of it coming from Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. as singular bits. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, I think, I don't know if it was on purpose, but I think that's just the way it was written, yeah. you know? I'm sure, yeah. But I love it mainly for the music and obviously... For sure. Um, I love the characters and everything. Yeah, it's a really fun movie. So that was my number 12. We will... Revisit that? Yes. Okay. Hmm. My number 12 is uh, The Breakfast Club. Oh. Oh, that was my 14. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Um, good movie. Anyway, yeah, good movie. Borderline, you know, it's it's a more serious movie than mm-hmm. a lot of them on the list, but a lot of funny parts. Very angsty. Love that teenage angst. <laughs> <laughs> I do. If anybody loves teenage angst, it's, it's me. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in my blood. Yeah. My number 12 is very goofy um, and back to my slapsticky stuff. And that is Spaceballs. Oh, nice. I love Spaceballs. We talked about that last week a little bit. A little Mel Brooks action. Mel Brooks uh, was um, yogurt in that movie. Uh, But he also wrote the movie. But uh, That is one I'll typically watch if it's on. I will always watch it. Sean Johnson and I watch this thing religiously in high school. It's not my favorite Mel Brooks movie. I'm not going to lie. But I love it. Oh, it's not my favorite Mel Brooks movie. But it... My problem for with Spaceballs is I love it more because I'm a huge Star Star Wars fan mm-hmm. than because of the movie itself. Right. I but think, I do so, love Rick Moranis. Yeah, He's amazing in it. Rick Moranis and the guy from Police Academy that makes all the noises, you know. He's in it for a small portion of it, but he has a, a part in the movie that I just always have loved. And he's talking about, he's like looking at the radar and he's like, you've got the bleeps, the, the creeps and the jeeps, or I can't remember what it is, but then he makes all these different noises for it. My and only problem with that movie is it like almost, it, it's really strong in the beginning and I feel like it just kind of peters oh, out. So goofy. I, Combing in the desert. Sir. I would agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, so goofy. I, I thought of that movie a lot when I was making this list. I didn't put it on there. Just I don't know. I it just holds. It, it, if it's on, I'll watch it, but I'll never watch it to the end. Like I'll watch it for a little bit, and it's like, all right, that's enough. It, it's then, another John Candy thing too. Like John Candy's yep. in it as Barf. Yeah, that's on. We just talked about that. Half that's man, on our, half dog. It's I'm on my own best friend. HBO Max. <laughs> is right? it this month? Yeah, I don't know. It's on HBO this month. It's just this is a very nostalgic pick as well because it reminds me of like high school, hanging out in Sean's basement. We used to watch it constantly. I still quote it to this day, like every single day. I'll quote something from this movie. It I seems did like. always have a crush on that the actress that plays like the Princess Leia character. Yeah. I mean, I don't know her name. No, I don't either, but it's very good. Lone Star. And then there's like one part he's like, he jammed the radar, or he, they jam the radar <laughs> and they literally shoot a jar jam and then he tastes it from the screen. Rick Moranis does and he says, mm, raspberry. Yeah, <laughs> Lone Star. I don't remember. Like, what these the heck? See, that, that, that's, that's the thing. It's a that's pun comedy, but I like that 
Mel Brooks style better than like the airplane style because there's more thought behind it. I agree with you. There, there yeah. really is, and there is a there is. It's the same type of comedy, but there yeah. is a difference there. there is you're a right, difference. significant difference. <laughs> um, all right, we'll go to my number eleven. Um, this is one I just I wanted to have it higher, but I couldn't figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, um, I absolutely love it. It was is one that I'll go back to and rewatch. You know, not frequently, but I have, I own it. I bought it on DVD. I bought it on Blu ray. Mm-hmm. I had it on VHS. Um, and it's a romantic comedy. Ooh, romance. Uh, Bull Durham. Mm. Bull Durham. Yeah. Kevin Costner, my man. Yeah. And it's not super funny. It's, it was on Comedy Central all the time. I watched it on it's Comedy funny. Central it's constantly. Funny, but uh, it's not as funny as like Tin Cup, which came out years right. later. But 92, um, I believe. 97. But, no way. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm I'm 96 or 97. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, it came out when I was like almost 96. In high school. Yeah. Man, I thought it was way earlier. Um, I, I thought of that movie when I made this list. It didn't make it to my list because I just love it. Uh, Kevin Costner and Tim Robbins. And, yes. Uh, is it, uh, what's the, in baseball? What's the woman's name? Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely love that movie. I, can't, I don't know what else to say about it. It's phenomenal. Right. And it's just got so much heart, and you you root for the characters, and it's a romantic a comedy. And and I don't know what, ha- you know, like I Kevin Costner agree. romantic comedies are, for some reason, the best. some of the best romantic comedies. There's nothing <laughs> you can say about it. If you've never seen the movie, go and watch it. You've seen it, right? I've seen it. Oh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Scared me for a second. What's your... Uh, and it opened me up to, like, a whole new other world. It's just, it's a weird... You grow up with baseball and baseball Absolutely. movies. They're a big thing. And then you get this weird like behind the scenes look at like a baseball team and right. got like a team prostitute and like all this stuff going on. Yeah. And you know, it's just interesting. I agree with you. So anyway. I'm gonna have to watch this movie again. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, mean, I, I haven't either, have but I used it. to watch it all the time on Comedy Central. Yeah. So that's how I know it's a comedy. My number eleven is vacation. National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes, that is a very good movie, and I have it on my list. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yes, we will. Oh, you don't want to talk about it now? No, Fine. you can. I see how it is. No, no you can. Know. It's it's your pick, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. I just uh, Chevy Chase was very good at what he did at the time. It's, I agree. Uh, Chris hates these movies. He's been he? o- openly I, against them. I've been them. a critic. I'm not a huge fan of the Vacation series of movies. I, uh, I did like European Vacation quite a bit. I like that one a lot, too. Um, I, it the, bugs the shit out of me that you don't like these movies. It's not that I don't like them. I like all of them. I like European Vacation probably the best. I liked Vegas Vacation. Uh, I like I all of them. The thing is, I, hadn't, I never saw Vacation, the first one. Until I was older. Oh, really? And so I, I kind of missed that nostalgic bent to it. And it's a, it does, it is a movie that dates itself a bit. So to go back, yes, and, it does. You know, watch because it. Because you mean to tell me people aren't cruising around in the Griswold Family Cruiser? <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to the station wagon? I don't know. I want one. I just sold one. I, I, I bought my dream car, a diesel. <laughs> oh yeah. Volkswagen Passat so station wagon. Really? And it's my dream car. And I, I bought it on an auction <laughs> for cheap. And it was like in perfect your... condition. Body, interior, leather, everything perfect condition. Mm-hmm. But just had too many, uh, a little, it needed just a lot of transmission work. Volkswagens are very expensive to work on. They've, they yeah. really are. I had a diesel so. Jetta and 
if you wanted to do anything to that thing. Yeah. So I took it to the I took it back to the auction to sell it and totally got annihilated. It sold for nothing. I would have never sold it if I knew it was gonna sell that cheap. It's a heartbreaker. Wasn't there like the timing chain was always an issue on those diesels? It's not an issue. You just have to change it every hundred thousand or sixty thousand miles. Oh, is it yeah. that few? Something like that. Oof. Anyway, I don't know. How wasn't the whole? Uh, wasn't it Volkswagen that had the emissions thing? Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah, why. Yeah. I, that's the only reason why I sold my Jetta. I made uh-huh. I made out like a bandit on that deal. Yeah. And nobody wants to work on them. Yeah. Nobody will work on a Volkswagen except for like a Volkswagen dealer yeah, in Joliet. Which, it's the only place you so can go. Expensive. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about that. Uh, vacation I, I don't give it enough credit it's a great movie i enjoy it when i watch it um i just it never has been one of my favorites it's not my favorite of that series which we'll get to but okay I, yeah I, I like that one a lot it's funny uh i agree my number 11 ferris bueller's day off oh another john hughes another movie. john hughes movie boom boom chica, chica. <laughs> i love it <laughs> it's a good movie <laughs> Um, I, I feel like most, a lot of people would put it in their top 10. I don't know. Yeah. Belongs there. And yeah, I think a lot of people would. And David Seedentop is going to be one of those people that's like, that's the greatest movie ever made. Um, is he, is he that big of a fair? He loves guys. I'm going to throw the unpopular opinion out there. I'm not a huge fan. So I'm a fan of the movie. I think it's very good. It's just not top 10 worthy. I think it's hilarious. Um, it's. Well, I I'm not saying I don't like it a lot and love it nostalgically. I'm just. It's never one of my favorites. From like, I don't go back to it like I would other movies. If I see it, if I see it on, I'll stop and watch it. I, I will. I watch it. I'll I go won't in and stop out, and watch the whole thing. Yeah, that's the. Th- you won't get Shawshanked by it. I won't be Shawshanked by Ferris at all. But I will stop and watch little bits of it mm-hmm. and be like, oh. <laughs> I see, I would watch that. Breakfast Club. Before I'd watch Ferris Bueller. Mm, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's 11 just one of those and 14 passes, is just like... It's one of those rite of passage movies that I think you either get hooked a, into you early or not. I agree. Yeah. I think you... Yeah, you have to be hooked into it early. And yeah. you just don't have the mental capacity to really get hooked into a John Hughes movie like yeah. Ferris Bueller. Couldn't have said it better myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that one more later, I'm sure. So we'll go to my number 10, Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Um, I had I, that low. I also wrestled with having it higher, lower, not really sure where to put it because sure. it it kind of weirdly doesn't really fit in the category very well. Right. It's kind of like a round peg in a square hole. You're just like, mm-hmm. eh. I agree. Um, Felt weird to put it on the list to me, honestly, but it is it just, a comedy. It feels bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It is bigger than that. Yeah. So to me, I you know I don't know. Especially, I it's mean, funny though. It does. It does have a lot of humor, and I love um, Michael uh, Keaton. No. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> um, I love those movies. Everybody loves those movies. It just feels weird to put it. It just doesn't feel like it, fit, it fits in with like the '80s movie genre. Your 80s comedy, comedy genre. Right. Oh, category. I was going to say, I think it fits in very well with an 80s movie. Yeah, but, See, but I it's feel like, like it's it, almost it, like sci fi first and then action yeah, second action, and then yeah. comedy yeah. third. Action or uh, comedy is kind of like a background element to the movie, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 
I think it does fit in the comedy genre, obviously. Because That's why it's a better movie than a lot of the ones right. on the list. Sure. Is because it does fit in all those genres and it has that nuance. Yeah. Um, so I love it as a movie. I'll watch it anytime it's on, pretty yep. much beginning to end. Any of the three. Like my, them all. My wife has never seen a Back to the Futures movie. Well, that's insane. And I yeah. get that's angry I have time. on my desk at my house a hoverboard. So do I. <laughs> statue. I was talking about my hoverboard statue, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I would have had one of them. No, I've had it for a long time. Mine hovers. It's like a magnet. Mine does not hover. That's oh. why I was saying that. It's oh, got like okay. two little studs that hold it up. Oh, I gotcha. Um, and I've made models of that car. Since I was a kid, the like four age and all kinds of stuff. So I love that movie. Um, it's my number ten. I wish I could put it higher, but there's so many other movies to put up higher. So if you also want to look into something that is like crazy in depth and like scandalous, look at the guy who created the DeLorean and his car business. He had he AMC did, did a lot of bad things. American really? Motor Company, right? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't American though, was he? I thought it was like a French guy. I don't know if that even is the right name. <laughs> no, I think you're right. But uh, yeah, there's like a whole bunch of drama and like backstory about this guy. And like right. he lost his fortune because he was like, I don't know if he was drug. I can't remember if he was drug smuggling or like money laundering. There was like a bunch of shit wrong. Is there like with a documentary? Yeah. All I ever yes. wanted was to Because we know you don't read. So I do read <laughs> a lot, actually. Uh, I would pay significant money for a good quality DeLorean. Talk uh, to Mike Reich. I wouldn't. I know they're. I don't they, think they're I the stupidest either. freaking car ever. <laughs> yeah, but I just want one for some Mike Reich has one. Yeah, right in town. I know. I know. They're stainless steel, man. Talk to him. Never yeah. rust. It's stainless steel. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's the whole thing about them. I thought it was aluminium. No, they're stainless hmm. steel. Anyway, so that is my number yeah. ten. Don't uh, rust, but like the paint just looks dull all the time. I don't even it think does. there is paint. There's no paint on it. Well, that's why it looks dull. Then. Polished stainless steel. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's polished. All right, we are. We got, we're in our. That was our beginning of our top ten. Top ten, we got man. Ten more to go. We're an hour and twenty in. We might go a little long in this Oof. episode. Yeah, we got to go. All right, Tim. Number my number ten. My, my number ten is a Christmas story. Really, really, that's mm. an odd pick for me. Yeah, it, it is a comedy. It is a comedy. I've always I don't like never that liked movie. it. <laughs> so the f- the funny th- you don't like that movie. I don't. I've oh, never liked that movie. God. So many people have hated me for this, and I I don't. I we both talked about it when we did our Christmas movies. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead and explain yourself though. Please. So <laughs> I find it kind of funny because I never watched this long ago until you know TNT bought it or is it TNT TBS no, TMC. No, TBS, right? TLC? Isn't it TBS that plays it just like nonstop around Christmas I time? Like I, don't have, they, I don't have satellite. Whatever. So I had never seen it until then. And I mean, they just play it on repeat around Christmas to the point where you can almost get sick of it, but not quite. I mean, I'll just watch it 10 times around Christmas, you know? Really? Uh, yeah. I just think it's a funny movie. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what's, I don't know. How do you not like that movie? It just, it just never literally has never yeah. struck my fancy. Tim. Yeah. It just everything about it was like meh. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. It's fragile. Like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know. He's saying fragile. And I should 
I shouldn't comment on anything like that because award. all of the movies that I have on here have really dumb comedy. Like my favorite is really dumb comedy. That has way better comedy, like way better Maybe. story. I think it is better story and better comedy than a lot of the movies I enjoy. So I shouldn't be the guy who says like, oh, you know, I get it, Fred Lee. I shouldn't be that guy. But but yet you well, are. You just not, you're, yeah. And you're it's dick. just and you're and especially when you hear my number ten. <laughs> <laughs> my number ten. This is Spinal Tap. Oh, well, what? that's an amazing movie. It is an amazing movie, but it's a goofy movie. That's a good movie. I feel like that'd be on a lot of people's list. Yeah, it's for not sure. A, that's not, not a online. weird pick. In I fact, love... I think a lot of people would have it a lot, lot higher. Really? Personally, I don't. Um, I will say I, lo- I like that movie, but I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I love some of the other movies oh that my they gosh. did, like Christopher Guest and, and Fred Bullard and all those guys. It's like... like... Uh, the dog show one is yeah. amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Best in show. And a mighty wind is really good as well. <laughs> Best in show is so good. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's such, that's you don't such like a good that movie. movie. I don't think so. No. Oh, that movie's hilarious. I don't know how you can bash a Christmas story and then talk about that movie. That's why I said, just wait until I started laughing. It well, said, no, like, but this is Spinal Tap. Is, is no, not this is so. Spinal Tap. Oh. Best in show. That, I think oh, yeah, Best that's in show is better than Spinal Tap. No, I would not agree with that. Okay, whatever. It's, it's like the first mockumentary that was filmed, you know, like a real thing. And a lot of, I love 80s hair metal music. I, I love true. it. I really do. That's why this, this does strike my fancy. Oh, and by the way, and as he's talking about that, we want to get an 80s metal. I do, so uh, bad. Sticker with Snarf Talk, and then it's like pictures of me and Jerry. Yeah. Decked out in '80s hair metal attire on a mountain with on a lightning mountain, and you know the whole thing. Tiger, you know? maybe. So if anybody cool. wants to figure out a way to make that happen, well, I, I texted you the other day and I was like, "We need well, something can, like this." I can pay to have it made. Yeah, but if we have a fan that's interested in like making that happen, that'd be great. <laughs> yes, I would. Because there's a that. lot of we have a lot of artists on Instagram that listen You're to right. podcasts and stuff, and they're all like. Legitimate comic book artist. Yeah, if you, you guys, if you want to do that, that'd be and amazing. if you want a picture to go off of, I I have, and we'll one. pay you. Oh, for sure, for your time and yeah. and ink. Yeah, less than your going rate, but right, <laughs> but a good amount. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So this is Spinal Tap. I love music. I love music movies. Um, I thought this was absolutely hilarious. What they do, their drummers instantly catch on fire. Um. And a lot of bands have said that this movie is very accurate to what like a backstage. Yeah, I've read that. Was like then, you know. So a lot of people think it's a joke and and whatever it is, but it was still very accurate to what they were playing, you mm-hmm. know, and what and what was going on at the time. So I don't know. It's very good. Christopher Guest, yeah, is amazing. That seems like your brother's influence on you. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. A lot of these movies are, to yeah. be honest. Well, yeah, and my music choice. Barely alive in the eighties. Yeah, I was only alive. All of us were barely alive in the eighties. I was only alive. Well, I was alive for years. most, almost most of the d- decade, but I was a little little kid. Yes. So, um, all right. So your number ten. So my number nine is. It's one of those movies when it comes on, I'm watching the whole goddamn thing, and it's Clue. Oh. I absolutely love this movie. Was that in the 80s? Oh, yeah. That was in the <coughs> 80s. 
Um, You're sure? I'm 100% sure. I don't even... I thought it was a 90s film. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I can't hardly even remember that movie. It's better than you remember. It's 1985. It's better than you remember. Who's in this? Anybody? Um, well, Tim Curry. Tim Curry's in mm-hmm. it, yeah. That's the only guy I remember. Um, I mean, I remember all the people. I don't know their names off the top of my head. They're, they've been in other stuff. Christopher Lloyd's in it. He's Professor Plum. Um, Jesus, he really was in everything. <laughs> yeah. He was. Michael McKeon was Mr. Green. Who was in yeah, Spinal we, Tap, right? And is a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> Not that Michael McKeon. No, Mr. Green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Come on, keep up. Um, I don't know. There's a ton of people in it. It's a huge ensemble cast. They were all big celebrities in the 80s. It was a big deal movie. Um, made a lot of money. But it's also extremely good. And I always joke because Marley's cousin and her husband. So Alex, he's been on the podcast. Sure. Um, they live in Ottawa and they live in, I call it Ottawa, Ontario. Yeah. Ontario. (laughs) Nice. Anytime I go in there, they live in one of those big old, like, uh, how they would be in Ottawa. Ottawa was a town that's been around since the 1800s or 1700s probably. Yeah. Lincoln. Um, so they live in one of those big old houses with the, like the woodwork. Yeah, I guess something like that. Uh. Uh, you know, with the woodwork and the tall sliding ceilings doors, tall ceilings, that kind of house. cabinets. And it looks like a freaking clue house. And oh, I always really? say, I always say I love their house. I'm like, every time I'm there, I'm like, it's a freaking clue house. The, the other day, literally two days ago, he texted me. He's like, I'm watching Clue in the clue house. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I awesome. always tell him he should have a clue party. He should. Like a murder mystery yeah. party. I've always wanted to do one of those, by the I way. I never have. We should do a snarf talk murder mystery party. Yes, we should. And record it. Deal. We'll just put we'll put uh microphones all around the just room. Just all around. We have three, <laughs> so that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, Clue is great. Uh I know a lot of people don't think about it, but go back and watch it. It is super funny and fun. Great time. Okay. It's yeah. also my wife's one of my wife's favorite movies. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You forced it on her. No, I mean like independent of me. Oh, actually, she likes it more than I do. She probably have it as her number one. Wow, that's surprising. Clue number nine. Um, Tim, you're number nine. I'm still pissed about my last pick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why are you looking at me? Chris didn't like it either. Yeah, that's true. I'm looking at both of you. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Uncle Buck. Ooh, oh. <laughs> little John Hughes action again. Yeah, love that John, John Candy. Uh, absolutely love Uncle Buck. The There's introduction good chance of Macaulay we'll Culkin, right? Yes, I think Macaulay that was his, Culkin. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, his like uh, first. Yeah, it was well, be- John Hughes also did Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, but it was before. I think that. that's probably why he got Home that Alone. That is why. Yeah, I've re- I've read about it before. That's he, like, why he stole got it. the show. Yep, and because uh, they just cast him like as a kid, right? And then he turned out to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yep, probably ended up in the movie more than he was intended to be. I'm sure he was just intended to be a little kid, right? <laughs> because, I mean, the kids weren't the main focus of that story, right? Um, I, it's weird to say because the whole point of the story well, the is teenage, just watching the kids. But well, like the teenage daughter yeah. was a, a big part yeah, of the story. Her and John Candy, that was. They, yes. I would say they were the two main characters. I, bug. Watch that movie. Holding <laughs> yeah. that or the hatchet. Yeah, <laughs> I probably watch that movie once or twice a year. Every really, year. absolutely love it. Yes, as do I. And we will talk about it again. Yes. <laughs> Oh, good. No. good. My number nine. You finally had no. You, you have a lot of good <laughs> oh. <things. laughs> uh, my number nine. 
Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation. I think that's the best one. I've watched it so many times over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I don't care if you don't like it, Chris. I never yeah. said I don't like it. So, I, But you have. I agree it's the best one. I, it's higher up on my list. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the most quotable movies that I know. And the grandma puts a cat in a box, and I think that's <laughs> hilarious. And then they're like... <laughs> He's like, Grace, say grace. She says the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag. It's just so good. Everything about that movie yeah. is so good. Cousin Eddie, just a yeah. great character. Shitter's full. <laughs> Anyways. There you go. Yep. We'll talk about him again, I'm sure. Yeah, we will. Um, it's way higher on my list. It's- That's I doubt it. <laughs> Number eight for me is Stripes. Stripes. Is that your number eight, Tim? <laughs> it is my number eight. All right, so me and oh Tim's number eight is Stripes. Um, this is a movie that I absolutely love. I saw it when I was very little, way inappropriate. Yes. To oh, yeah. seeing. It was definitely rated R. And at one of my friend's houses, whose mom, I don't even know how we were allowed to watch it because she was very strict about that kind of thing. Right. Like, she probably wouldn't let her kid watch a rated R movie now, and we're 36. Um, but we watched it there I don't know maybe she had some cut that had didn't have nudity and cuss words in it I don't know like a TV cut yeah I don't know they might have recorded it off TV or something on VHS it could have been but we watched it all the time in fact um, when I was a kid in Boy Scouts we did that the song uh, the Diddy song March from the elementary school to the church where we had the Boy Scout meetings the whole way it's two blocks but yeah um, we sang it as a cadence. Really? Yeah. In and the army. I love that really? movie. Yes. Running. It was a running cadence. And that's a solid, like, very funny, obviously, but a very solid nostalgia pick. Oh, yeah. Um, when you watch it back now, I still... I love it. I love the nostalgia. I love the humor. I don't feel like the story quite holds up to what I remember it being plot-wise. Right. It kind of, especially towards the end, it kind of peters off. Yeah. But the, the movie... The, the humor is solid. Bill Murray Bill is Murray. so lovable and amazing. And the nostalgia is like off the charts for that movie. It's yes. Har- and Harold Ramis and mm-hmm. John Candy, all of them. Come on. It's like the dream team. I know. Right yeah, and it's kind of cool that he was in that movie where, you know, he just had tiny roles in a lot of his other movies. But, yeah. Yes. You know, he's so, the main character in that one. It's cool. And that was your number eight as well? It was. Well, Stripes is very good. <laughs> uh, my number eight. I just watched it recently. Had Grady, Stripes. No. Had Grady watch it. The Princess Bride. Oh, nice. It is it is one of the best movies from the 80s, I think. I think it's hilarious. Um, it's very good. I don't even know what else to say. I talked a lot about this movie. We don't have to talk about it because we'll talk about it again. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. That's how we're going to spin through this podcast. Yeah, faster. we are. <laughs> we're going to start overlapping here yeah, in the top sure. 10, I think. Um, my number seven is one that you guys will not have, um, but it is not only one of my favorite '80s comedies, but it is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is Roxanne. Hmm. I definitely do not have that. No. <laughs> really, I don't even know if I've ever seen. It. I don't. Know uh, it's a romantic comedy. Um, it's got Steve Martin in it, and it is based off Cyrano uh, de Vergiac, which is a French. Like play, Cierno de Bergiac is a play, French play from the 1800s. 
Okay. And it was like a comedy, like in the 1800s. It's like, it's basically, imagine it being like a Shakespeare thing, but like modernized. Sure. With a completely different take to it. And uh, it's got Daryl Hannah in it and Steve Martin. And it is a movie that everybody should go watch because it is great. It's a romantic comedy. It's very funny. Steve Martin, like at the top of Steve Martinton. Um, <laughs> okay. And the the idea of it is uh, Steve Martin has like a really long nose. Okay. <laughs> right? Or, or so right. he's like uh, a really good guy, but he's not attractive. All right. And that's and it's a romantic comedy kind of based off that dynamic. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. Absolutely love it. Check it out. Roxanne. I, I didn't watch this movie when, when I was a kid. Roxanne. I didn't see this movie till I was in college. I don't know how I came across it. It has become one of my favorite movies of all time. You don't have to put on a red light. That's right. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so check that movie out, Roxanne. Okay. Number seven to you, Tim. So I would just about guarantee that this one's probably not on either of your list. But when I watched this for the first time, I was in high school, and I probably laughed harder at this movie than anything. Um, and that's Porky's. Porky's. Oh, yeah. I used Is to watch this a lot. Is that an 80s movie or a 70s movie? No, it's 80s. I, yeah. I had to confirm. Must have just barely made the cut. It's probably like 1980. Yeah. I, I used 80s. to watch this movie a you lot. You want to know what's crazy about Porky's? What's I think that? it might be to this day, or maybe has recently been surpassed, it was a 100% independent movie. It was the most successful independent movie of all time. Really? Until I think recently, maybe some of the horror movies that come out oh, have yeah. like eclipsed it. But for the longest time, it was one of the most successful independent movies of all time. I think it's wow. Canadian. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I just know it's pretty I think it's actually set funny. in Canada. <laughs> it, it is. It's very funny. I forgot about this movie. I used to watch it all the time on another Comedy Central thing. Like They used to play really? it constantly. Yeah. It had to have been some edited version. It's definitely oh, I'm sure. not an appropriate movie for <laughs> no, younger audiences. No, like, it's not. But Probably. we all see it, saw it when we were way too young to see it. That's yeah, the thing with Porky. Yeah. Well, I don't know about... I you did. said high school. But I, I saw I, it when I was a little kid. Yeah. Maybe. Or I, feel I don't like know it was high school. I probably saw school. it in fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. That's way too young. Yeah, but <laughs> that's when you see inappropriate <laughs> movies. I mean, yeah, spending the night at somebody's house. You know? Right. Uh, of Almost probably didn't house. even get some of the jokes then at that age, really. You know what's great yeah, about that didn't. movie is it is an early 80s movie, and we were seeing it probably in the 90s or late 80s, early 90s, maybe, or I was. And it's set in the 1950s. Right, right. So it's a weird dynamic there because um, you don't, it's set in some past time that you don't understand. You don't understand, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, an it's 80s take on the 1950s. Watching it in the mid 90s, <laughs> right? You know, and Canadian. Yeah, what's but that got an, to do with it? An extremely funny movie, no doubt. I don't really remember like the ins and outs of it. I remember the shower scene. The shower scene, yeah, of course. <laughs> How could you forget the shower? <laughs> or uh, what's the uh, like the gym teacher Lassie? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Screams, remember. you know. Yes. I remember that, that's, a, that's a funny scene. Yeah. Um, what, that, and I, I, you know, this is one of those movies that I can't remember all the details of it either. I can just remember it's extremely funny. It made $136 million in the box office. Is, isn't the what? main character Pee Wee, right? It was a remake yes. of the original yeah. movie Porky's Pimpin' Pee Wee? No shit. <laughs> okay. 
It was the fifth highest grossing movie of 1982. And it's all independent. 82. <laughs> I, I believe that. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, in 2002, Howard Stern acquired the remake rights and hoped to produce a remake. Didn't happen, though. Wow. Anyway, uh, that is like that was on the slate of like fifth, sixth, seventh grade movies that you watch at midnight at a friend's house yes, with right. like Bloodsport and like <laughs> Time Cop and uh, Total Recall, those types of movies. It yeah. was in that rotation of movies I've, for my life anyway. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, my number seven is Uncle Buck. Ooh. Nice. My second favorite John Candy movie. Um, but it is one that I go back and watch constantly. I yeah. will always watch it if it's on TV. I always so want to watch sweet, it. You know, incredibly mm-hmm. sweet, so incredible. heartfelt. It just makes you feel good watching it. Absolutely, and it's the typical John Candy character where he's like the schlub, blue collar guy that just always screws up, but yet in the end, he's a really good guy that's yeah, doing the right thing. And his heart's always in the right place. It but is. His head's not. You know. And yeah, he just always screws things up. I think it's hilarious with the whole, um, like I think it's a washer, right? A washer or dryer that he's trying to fix. Yeah, and he's got and all his the girlfriend hanging up. But his girlfriend is walking in, and he hears her, or she hears him, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. and he's like trying to fix the washer, and she thinks he's having right. an affair, obviously yeah. with the neighbor lady, and it's not the case. I don't know. It's really funny. Yeah, it's. <laughs> and the whole and all the stuff when he's following that girl, like the teenage girl around, mm-hmm. and his her boyfriend, and he's just always like harassing him terribly. I don't with an axe and just the like movie is so much better than it has the right to be because very little happens. Right, there is not much going on. Yeah, honestly, but, it's so small, but it you're it right works so well, and it's incredible. I just I I will always and forever love this movie. I agree. It, you should have seen the size of the toast. Yeah. Didn't even put it through the door. <laughs> it probably mostly works because of John Candy. Absolutely. You know, anybody 100%. else cast in that spot, it just it won't it won't be the same. No. I think it was John Hughes like vehicle for John Candy, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, amazing. We'll go to my number what, six. Six. Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think... I'm surprised that we all three had it pretty high. I don't feel like a lot of people would. but maybe I just I, don't know how. This it makes me think that I'm wrong. I thought it was like one of those movies that I always liked, but it wasn't like a big movie. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, at the time, probably not. But I, it, I don't it, even think it was like that successful of a movie. But right now, I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that really enjoy that movie. I know a lot of people that have always brought it up. And it, it, it's very, very good. Like from, you know, top to tail, like the whole movie is good. There's no downside of that movie throughout the whole thing. Like there's no one part of that movie there. I'm like, oh, that's kind of boring. It, the whole right. thing's good. I'm trying yeah. to find out. It goes by pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, it's a quick, it's a quick movie. I'm trying to figure out who played Shanice. Uh, Amy Madigan. Because I feel like I've seen her in Shanice, other stuff. yeah. Um, but that I don't know what. sounds familiar. Amy Madigan. She was in Field of Dreams. Um, she was oh, in yeah. Gone Baby Gone. That's where I recognize her. Gone um, Baby Gone. That's a good movie. She's oh, in a really? bunch of other stuff, too. I just, I don't know the names. I don't know the other movies. Um, doesn't look like she had a ton to her credit. But anyway, it's a great movie. That was my number six. We've talked about it enough. So yep. we'll go to Tim's number six. 
Uh, John Candy, man, just ruling this list. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, again, big John Candy fan. That's my third one of him on this list. Um, Definitely not as family-friendly as the other two. No. No, not at all. That was Um, almost one of those ones where, when I was a kid, we all could watch John Candy movies. Yes. But I couldn't watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my parents wouldn't let me watch that one. Yeah. But I saw it still, obviously, right. it, wherever. Probably rightfully so, you know. there's Yes. But, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, he's a similar character to how he, he is in the other ones. 100%. He, him and Steve Martin do well together. It's just a, it's a funny movie. The dynamic between those two, mm-hmm. like, being a super uptight, like, I have business to attend to. Mm-hmm shit going on in my life steve martin to i just kind of need a friend (laughs) candy you know (laughs) it's so good yeah uh my number six is kind of a classic police academy oh i had it on my long list but i didn't throw it in but i i have it pretty high and i it should have been in my top 20 i feel bad about it because I absolutely watched this movie religiously when I was a kid. So all of I. them. First of all, all of them. All of them. I and I couldn't. But not all of the other ones are good. No, and I couldn't put. I couldn't put all of them on the list, right? Uh, so I just. Well, the went, only ones that are good are one and two. I went with the original. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, yep. Yeah, that'd be whatever good. you're in. Um, I, I had to go with the original because I feel like it is the best. And again, like the the guy that makes the noises, unbelievable. This is not just him; it's everybody. Proctor, unbelievable. High Tower, John Larroquette's in it. Yes, I mean, I mean every aspect Steve of this movie is amazing. When you talk about, I don't know, I, I I've said this a couple times, but when you talk about like an eighties, oh, thank you, sir. Yep. Um, like comedy, I, I feel like everybody would would have this come to mind at some point, right? Like it's oh, the epitome of eighties, epitome of eighties comedy. The problem is in my mind, I don't think it holds up. That's why I ultimately no. didn't go with it. This but is a nostalgia thing for me. I could totally still sit down and watch this movie. Don't and get me wrong. This is, this is one that I went back to so many times. I honestly, I think, I don't know. Maybe I think I should have put uncle Buck a, like one step higher. I think I should have had police Academy at seven and uncle Buck at six, but they're right there in line with each other where I'd watch them hand in hand. Like it was just right there with each other. I love Police Academy. Go back and watch it if you haven't in a long time and because love, it's so good. I love Steve Gutenberg. Who doesn't? And uh, Kim Cattrall. She was the female. The female, yes. And I mean, I don't know if she did anything other than that in Sex in the City. Yeah, I don't think hey, so. Either. She was in Porky's. That's, that's Lassie and Porky's, I'm pretty sure. Really? That I was talking about. Yeah. Is it? I'm almost positive. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I'm uh, pretty sure you're looking it up right no, now. No, I'm not. I'm looking up Steve Gutenberg, who was also in uh, Three Men and a Baby. Yes. Great movie. Yes. Oh. Also in a really other movie that I absolutely love, Cocoon. Oh, my gosh. He is in Cocoon yeah. with uh, Jeff Goldblum. And Short Circuit. Isn't Jeff Goldblum in Cocoon? I don't think so. He's in The Fly. But he's definitely in The Fly. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> There's no similarities there. I <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, and the Big Green, which I was trying to get the kids to watch the other day. That's that soccer movie, like early oh, yes. '90s soccer movie. Yeah, we saw that. Uh, it's like the Mighty Ducks, but soccer. Yes, I remember that. We were flipping through trying to find a movie to watch. Was it last night? The storms. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like, well, let's just go hang out in the basement. We never hang out in the basement enough, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, let's go down there, watch a movie. And I saw that one on Disney+. Plus. Should have watched that one. We elected for the BFG instead. Mm. Uh, not a good movie. Nah, no, Wanted not. it to be, but it I did too. I used, to, I, I used to read tons of those Roald Dahl books yeah. when I was a kid. Loved them. Yeah. Loved that one. And there's been other Roald Dahl movies, like uh, the one... Uh, with the little girl, that's pretty Matilda? good. Matilda? Matilda's a pretty good movie. Oh, yeah, Great movie. absolutely. But, but, I mean... Graham's been watching BFG a lot. I don't know why. Roald Dahl's story with Steven Spielberg. How was it not good? You know? How was know. that not good? It failed. I mean, it was supposed to be huge. It was. I remember that. And it failed miserably. But Police Academy. <laughs> oh, My number yeah. six. Chris, you're number five. My number five. We're in the, we're in the meat and potatoes This here. is the this top is five. what it's all about. My top number five. five. Number five is Fletch. <laughs> Fletch. Yeah. I, I forgot about it. I did too. I didn't have it on mine. I I so hmm. love Fletch. I mean, I I mean, I'm a huge Chevy Chase fan. I think everybody is to a certain extent. If he wasn't a dick. He is a dick, but um this is my kind of comedy. Yeah. This is what I love and that's the the fast talking like smart ass this is a big uh, Kevin Smith loves this movie. Absolutely, um, he is. He actually acquired. He did the right, not the rights, but he was he wrote the movie, and he got into a war with the studios. And he got he wrote the movie. He was going to write direct the movie, and the studio agreed. Mm-hmm. And originally, he wanted uh, Jason Lee, I believe, to play Fletch. Yeah, and the studio didn't think he was a big enough name. Idiots, because right. he ended up being a big Huge. name. Yeah. Um, and then he was talking about it originally, and they wanted Ben Affleck because they were all friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he wanted it for Jason Lee because that is Jason Lee's character. It's a good character in Mallrats. Yes. That is what he is. It, it, mm-hmm. It's designed off of that. And he would have been a f- perfect Fletch. Yeah, he really would have back in the day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, moving on from that, um, I think it's it's getting really close to a perfect comedy. <laughs> and the books are phenomenal. I have read a couple of the books anyway. Mm-hmm. I think I read Fletch and Fletch Lives. Um, they were all based on a book series. Uh, but the, they take a, lo- a little bit of liberties in the movie because it becomes the Chevy Chase show. I think it's famously, yeah. he was a real dick on this movie yes, set. Yes, that's what I've always and heard. it was kind of like a big problem. And he had his ideas of what he wanted to do. And he basically just made the movie he wanted to make as the actor. And just changed, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It worked out. Um, I'm not like in certain circumstances. I'm not a huge Chevy Chase fan. In certain circumstances, I am, and this is one where I'm a huge fan of this movie. I also love Fletch Lives, the one where they go to. Is, I think it's Fletch Lives when they go to the swamps in New Orleans. I think that's the sequel. I have no idea. It's a great one too, but I love this movie, and it also I believe holds up really solid today. Don't know why you never see it. You really don't. Nobody's ever, ever playing it. it. No. No idea why. Because it, it, it's it's a very it, it's a very, very good comedy. It kind of had it has some of the elements that like Beverly Hills cop. I agree. But not to that extreme. Yeah, not to the action yeah. side of it. So love that movie. You're number five, Tim. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There you go. There's a um Sean Penn. Spicoli. <laughs> yes, Spicoli. <laughs> Great character. Um, yeah, that's 1980s a good... 1980s Sean Penn. Phoebe Cates. Oh, yep. I exactly. used to absolutely love this band when I was in high school called Phoenix TX. They were a, 
uh, punk band. They had a song called Phoebe Cates. That's all about that scene in Fast Times. Really? Really? (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I just like the movie. I think um, I think as far as like high school coming of age movies, mm-hmm. that's gotta be like it's gotta be up one there, of right? the number one of that type genre of movie. Because it's very much like a high school movie. Yeah, that or um or you know, Ferris Bueller or some of those types of movies. It's in that category with like Ferris Bueller as far as like mm-hmm. high school movies. I'm thinking of a different one. Like, yeah, it's, I, it, it. I, I can see the similarities, but they're just a little more, you know, lewd comedy to For that sure. one, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yep. Very quotable. It's, too. it's not really heartfelt at all. <laughs> no. It's, just, <laughs> no. it's just a, yeah, very quotable, funny movie. So, love, love Spicoli. He's just a funny He character. took a weird turn with his career, right? Yeah, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was just going to say, like... What happened? Like Sean Penn was like one thing in that movie, and then went a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. and now he's like way a different way. Now he's like a CIA agent, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? It's like, really weird. Didn't he? Speaking like, of like Keanu Reeves earlier on being like surfer dude, you know? I yeah, mean, that's exactly what he was. And didn't he like live with El Chapo? Yeah, for a while or like yeah, something like that. Like yeah. found his. The U.S. Son was like something? investigating him because he like was interviewing El Chapo in like wherever the hell he lives. Yeah. And knew where he was and wouldn't tell the CIA and it was a whole thing. Weird. He was saying he was a journalist and he had journalistic uh This is weird. Immunity. Immunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this stuff is odd. Yeah. That's messed up. He's like an activist. He's a big activist. Uh my number five. I think you're I think Chris is gonna have this as number one. Okay. Oh, I forgot to write down what I think Jerry's number one's gonna oh, yeah. be. Write that real quick. Um Ghostbusters. I don't have it as my number one. Okay. Ghostbusters. Great movie. Chris loves it, obviously. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I also love it. Not as much as Chris, apparently, because I have it as my number five. But this is just, this is like ultimate. One of the ultimate movies, like action movie. I think it's an action movie, right? No, is it's it? straight comedy. Is it straight comedy? Sci-fi comedy. Okay. I would a not different call it genre. an action movie. There's not a lot of action going on. I don't know. They're crossing streams. They're, they're fighting Zool. Um, there's, yeah, there's, it's not, I wouldn't not call it an action movie for sure. It's comedy first, sci-fi second. Okay. Sci-fi, definitely. I would call it sci-fi first, comedy second. Whatever. But either way, great movie. My number five. Absolutely. And we'll talk about that more later. Yeah. Um, number four for me is what I consider to be the ultimate Eddie Murphy movie. Really? And that is Trading Places. Mm. Yeah, it's I fine. love that movie. <laughs> I will watch that movie anytime it's on. Uh, John Landis movie, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. uh, Eddie Murphy, they're perfect balance of e- for each other. I do absolutely agree with that. Um, I, I just, it's super quotable. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, uh, best actor in a supporting role, best actress in a supporting role. It won two awards. That's crazy. Wow, really? Yeah, uh, for yeah for a comedy nominated like for best motion picture, musical <laughs> comedy, in the Golden Globes. Nice. Um, anyway, love this movie. Uh, I don't know for some maybe it's just nostalgia. I'm surprised you guys don't seem to like it more than. Well, it's on my honorable mentions. I don't know why it's not on my list. I don't know. I probably no, didn't. Not. I did, probably didn't see it early enough in my life. I like the maybe story not. aspect to it as well, and it's definitely something different. 
and I very much enjoy the uh, heart of it and also the message of it. And like a bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Pork belly futures. Um, You're number four, Tim. Uh, Back to the future. All right. (sighs) So, All right, so I'm not going to hate it on that. Bringing no. it up that high for sure. No, and and I mean we there were good points that you made about you know it's probably sci-fi first and action second, but you know what? No, I it, mean it's what you love, man. It, it fits into a comedy, and I like that movie a lot. I'd, I'd watch that any day. It's hard to beat Michael J. Fox in his prime. Yeah, I would. Agree. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. He's so goddamn charismatic, you know. Yeah, and, and having um. Well, the guy that we've talked about that I can't remember his name. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. He was in everything. Yeah, and he's a phenomenal everything. character. And uh like Doc Caroline in the city. What's her name? Caroline. It, she was in the Leah Thompson. Remini. Leah Thompson. No, it is. Right? Yes, yeah. Thompson. His mom. <laughs> yeah. It was his mom. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. There's uh she was in Yeah, there's a pretty weird scene in there's there. Actually. Weird stuff. Well, they're talking about um, the big controversy over that movie was the the loophole that they his parents wouldn't recognize once they had their child, and he grew up that he was the person that introduced them, and people think that that's a loophole because Michael J. Fox's character introduces his parents. Yes, back in the nineteen fifties. Ah, you'd forget that for sure. That's what the director, the director of the movie, or the writer of the movie, came out and said, like, no, they met him for like one weekend, right? Like 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way ago. you're going to remember that that's the same person. Exactly. As yeah. your child. Or, right. or if anything, you'd say, like, oh, our kid is similar to this person we met this one time. You know, you're not going to, like, oh, this is for you know, yeah. exactly the same. Right. Well, well, yeah. Is the first thing you're going to jump to is like, our child went back in time. I mean, no. any, any person, no matter how much of an impact they had, if you only saw them for one weekend and then 30 years pass, you can't remember exactly what they look like. No, They're not, not at all. In your and brain. when you recall it, it's not the same as what it was. Right. Just a phenomenal cast. Um, I forgot about our Crispin Glover plays yeah, George Crispin, the weirdest person in the history of mankind. <laughs> he is. And then also, uh, I have heard a lot on podcasts, uh, the guy, Tom Wilson, the guy that played Biff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is like so nice. Is he? Yes. He is a really very good person on podcasts. He's been on Nerdist a bunch of times or yep. ID10T or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. get it playing a I can't, unlikable character. I can't argue with uh, you you or me for putting it at 10 or wherever you had it. 16. 16, 10. I can't argue it at four. I can't argue it at one. But it needs you to be can, at the list. You can it put it in any one list. of those mm-hmm. places. Just like a Christmas story. come back for the christmas movies episode yeah Yeah. my number four is an absolute classic it's another bill murray caddyshack nice (sighs) who doesn't love caddyshack can anybody say that Uh, love it absolutely love it that's your number one i just figured it out (laughs) damn it no it's Uh, not so yeah caddyshack i actually don't have it on my list uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Caddyshack's great. We'll talk about it again. Okay. Uh, my number three, uh, we've talked about a little bit, but it is Ghostbusters. I love uh, Ghostbusters. Love everything Bill Murray, everything he's ever done, all time. I also love Dan Aykroyd in basically everything he's ever been in, and Harold Ramis and everything he's ever been in, and Rick Moranis and everything he's ever been in, and 
basically all of them. Sigourney Weaver Sigour- and everything she's that's, ever been yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is incredible. Like, she acts her ass off in this movie. <laughs> she really does. Yeah. The part that she has is, I don't know, she's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean... I think she has the hardest role in the whole movie. Yeah, she's got to play the straight man. Yeah. Really. Um, and possessed by a demon. Oh, yeah, Annie Potts. Forgot she's in it. She's great. Ernie Hudson. Great. Yes. Phenomenal. I just love everything about it. it. You could watch it today. It wouldn't feel dated a bit. There, no. Besides uh, the marshmallow. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> um, That's one man I really want to meet. Bill Murray? Yes. You should have him on the podcast. I'd love to. You want me to get in contact with him? Uh, yeah, you get that number. I, th- I was just going to say, he's got a phone number you can call. Yeah, yeah. just leave a message. I'm you gonna... would do it if we could get him a message. Because we'll be like, we're Chicago guys. Yeah. You know. Kind of. One guy on we the podcast. We did go to his like restaurant in Chicago after Wizard brother, World, right? We met his brother, right? He was sitting at the bar. We didn't meet him, but he was there. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, he was in the room. There's like a billion brothers, like, hey, though. Hey, you. Yeah, we went to the Caddyshack. Restaurant. I could do a list of just my favorite Bill Murray movies. Absolutely, and we will we do that should. sometime. Yeah, we yeah. should do that. Because there's some that weren't in the 80s that I absolutely love. Oh, a lot tons of them. Of them. Yeah. Um, all right, so number three to you, Tim. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We've, Ooh, we've discussed oh. it. But I like that movie a lot. <laughs> I feel like I need to rewatch this movie just because it's been so long since I've seen it. I barely remember anything about it. I remember the parade and the car going out of the window. Into the pool. And but is it in the pool or through the trees? Just through the trees. Through the trees. Down, like yeah. a ravine. Yep. That's right. Poor Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> Poor Cameron. I like that guy, though. He was in uh, Spin City. Yeah? Yeah, he was. What's that guy's name? I don't remember. Eh, it doesn't matter. Something low. Oh. I don't know. Um, Charlie Sheen makes an appearance. Cameo. He does. Yeah. Number three. Number three to you, sir. Stripes. You oh. guys had it way too low. I don't know. Did you have it on yours? I, I had did. it at number yeah, eight. Okay. We both had it at eight. Yeah, number yeah that's eight. right. And I have it as number three. It was always one of my favorites. I've always been like a military person. I don't know if you know this. It had an army. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to continue the rest of your life. And... It's Bill Murray, it's the Army, it's Harold Ramis, it's everything I loved. It was hilarious. I don't I've always loved it. It was one of those movies that I watched over and over again on Comedy Central, like I've said a bajillion times, but they played this movie so much. And I think that's why it's like ingrained in my brain as one of my favorites. You want to know what's funny, Jerry? When I wrote down what I thought was going to be your number one. What did you write? Oh, no, no, no. I was gonna, I was gonna write that, and I changed my mind. mind. Okay, okay. Yep. it's not stripes. Yep, stripes Actually, is number I three. I was gonna write. That. I forgot. Until you guys, I at both of you guys, don't have the right one. I no. know what you wrote down, and it, you do know what I wrote down. So yeah, yeah. but no, I was about to write stripes, you and gave then I me, changed my mind. You gave me clues throughout this night, and uh, go ahead, number two. All right, my number two is the Princess Bride. Mm. Just watched it the other day. Mm-hmm. Super good. You guys have actually talked about this movie a lot. You've not seen it? I I have ages ago. Better oh than I remember. Gosh. I just watched it the other day and I caught jokes that I didn't even get. There's so many jokes. And the thing is, several times when you've talked about it, I've told myself I need to watch this more recently and I just have never done it. And honestly, I, I guess I shouldn't say like the story is super great, but the story is there. 
right? Solid. It's a solid story because there's multiple levels to it. You've got for sure. Inigo Montoya. You've got the the farmer. You've got the Dread Pirate Roberts. You've got the princess. Like it's all working together. And you got the real world. Exactly. You know and you've mean? got the real world outside of this where the grandpa's telling a story. I it's just, just I love fantasy. I love fairy tales, that kind of thing. And this brings comedy and fantasy. It's just very, very well done. It's just something that is a brilliant, brilliant movie. It's one of the best movies ever made. Uh, Carrie Elliott, who we've met. I ran into him. He uh, hit my shoulder. He did. He had a cool leather jacket on. Mm-hmm. He did. He ignored said, the crap out I of I said, him. hey, cool leather jacket, man. <laughs> and we both said Carrie Elliott. <laughs> uh, Mandy Patinkin, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn. How do you say his last name? I have name? no idea. No, okay. I don't know okay. if I've ever heard it pronounced. Absolutely love Andre the Giant in it. Yes. Oh my God. Fred Savage, Robin uh, Wright, Robin Wright Penn, Sean Penn's wife, ex-wife. Right. Because um, he went on a journalist spree and they got divorced. Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal's in it. I forgot. Yeah, Miracle Max. Um, yeah, love this movie. Marriage. Everybody, should, everybody, 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 everybody should watch this movie. Yeah, 100%. With your kids, too, because it's a wonderful movie for kids. Grady loves this movie and it i seriously got it's weird when this happens but i got so much joy from watching him enjoy this movie mm-hmm. it really because i love it you know and i put it on and i and i forced him to watch it he's like i don't want to watch this and i put it on anyways and he was like pouting but then he laid on the couch with his hands behind his head laughing his ass off at this movie and it made me so happy that he loved it. And I remember Amy was on call. She wasn't at home. And I remember coming home and I was like, we watched princess bride and Grady loved it. It was like, <laughs> and she's like, Oh, I don't even really remember that movie. So the next day, you know what we did? We all sat down and we watched princess bride yeah. and she was laughing her ass off too. It I, just, after um, that, you told me that I, I played it. The kids watched it. They liked it as well. Yeah. yeah. Cash did not want to watch it. Cause there's princess in the title. Um, Grady was the same way, but um, yeah, no, absolutely. Great family movie. Yep. Maybe when I rewatch it, I'll watch it with my kids. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. And, and Rob I, Reiner, by the way. Emma's the same that. way. You, both of my kids, you cannot get them to watch anything new without forcing them. If, mm-hmm. it, if it wasn't for forcing them, it'd just be frozen one and two over and over. I've again. had some good luck with showing the boys movies to where I forced them a couple times, but now they trust me. Yeah. They're like to the point where they're like, oh, Dad wants to watch a movie? Yeah, okay. he picks good ones. All right, maybe we'll like this. So they've been going along with more and more movies. A couple failed, but um, I was really proud of The Princess Bride. <laughs> more times than not, they fail when I try to do that. But yeah. yeah. Well, it failed last night when we watched BFG. <laughs> yeah, that's a big, <laughs> big fucking, fucking gross movie. <laughs> All right, your number two is Christmas Vacation. Oh, nice. I liked it. Yeah. Number nine. I never saw it till I was older. I'm going to tell you that right away. Really? I, I thought this was like a standard. For my mom I, is not into rude movies, and she would consider that a rude movie. Really? Even though it's not. It's not, rude it's not that rude. It is not at all, but that's no. just the way it was in mm. my house. Uh, she didn't like Chevy Chase. She thought it was a smart ass. Yeah. I mean, he is a smart yeah. ass. Yeah. That's what's great about him. That's why yeah. I like him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. But um, yet you've seen Porky's? Not... But Not with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. So anyway, 
But any, yeah, I, I don't know. Great movie, very quotable. I would, I will watch it anytime it's on. Yeah, which it is quite frequently. It is <laughs> on a lot. Christmas in July. It's probably on right now. It's probably. Uh, my number two. This is the one that I think Chris picked as my number one. Planes, trains, and automobiles. It is. It's That's what very, I picked as I thought that was going to be your number one. You've said that before. Uh, that is like one of your favorite movies. It is. It is. Absolutely. I have no idea. Well, well I know exactly where your number one is then. Uh, okay. Well, we'll get there. But uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles has always been one of my favorites. I've watched it a lot. There is a certain scene where they filmed in Braidwood. Yep. In front of the oh, Braidwood the motel. motel. And the Sands this motel. Hill, this hillbilly guy gets out, Owen, and he says, you the shower curtain fella? He says, yep. You Owen? Yeah. And then I, they have a little bit of dialogue, and then he's like, uh, Are these your bags? We'll put them in the back. And then he says, woman, get these bags. And this little <laughs> girl gets out. Well, it's like her, his wife. She gets out of the truck, slams the truck door, and they're like, no, 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 no. It's no problem. We'll get the bags. He says, she may be small, but she's strong. Her first baby? Came out sideways. <laughs> she didn't scream or nothing. <laughs> and I, I fucking lose it at that part every single time. And meanwhile, the whole time he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, just, I can't get over these parts. And then the whole, like, they're driving along on the highway and, like, it's like electricity flashes and you see, like, the skeletons. I don't know. There's so many parts of this movie. Oh, and then they're sleeping in the hotel together. And John Candy says, yeah, I've had my hand between two pillows. And he <laughs> says, those aren't two pillows. <laughs> Steve Martin jumps up because it's his ass, yeah. Chris. Did you get that? Yeah, I got okay. it. But then there's a bunch of heart at the end because John Candy, like, wants to get... Steve Martin to his family for Christmas and whatnot and or Thanksgiving maybe. But then they realize like he has no place to go because his wife ended up passing away, but he talks about his wife all the time. There's like a big oh, yeah. undertone to this movie and it's so good. It'll always be one of my favorites. The he was was he just a similar character in Home Alone or was it just a similar situation? Yeah, Home Alone, when she needs to get the ride back to Chicago. He uh, was in part of a polka band. Yeah, John but it wasn't Candy like... was. The, yeah, John Candy. Yeah, he was part of a polka band. Right. Giving... I just... I always thought there was some connection there. It feels similar, you know? It does I mean? feel yeah. similar. You're right. It, well, it's just because they're traveling. John Candy traveling. Yeah. Chicago. Yes. Involved. John, yeah. John Hughes movies. <laughs> right. That's like one of the long list of John Hughes movies we have on our list of I just Before I left home, I was telling Amy what my list was, and she's like, oh, I've never really seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And I I feel like that's had, a story for a lot of people. Really? It's one of those movies that like I, I think everybody knows of. I had a piece of me. Not a lot of people have seen it. I had a piece of me die. Yeah. It's a great movie. It is. It's that's why I had it it's on my, my number two. It's it literally it, it's my one and a half, I should say, because <laughs> I should put it close to number one. But my number one is one of my all time favorite movies ever. My it's, number one. It's, it's on that list. What's too. next? And do you know what it is? You said you knew what it was. Caddyshack. Yeah, it is Caddyshack. <laughs> of course, it's Caddyshack. It's the funniest movie ever made. It's, I concur. Is it your number one too? It is my number one. I wow. 
can I will never get enough of this movie. No, I won't either. I mean, it's it just, is the most quotable movie maybe of all time. You're and right. It's laugh out loud funny it from beginning to end. It really is. Absolutely laugh out loud funny. And you get Bill Murray, and you get Chevy Chase, and you get Rodney Dangerfield, yep. yes. and you get Ted Knight, and you get all these amazing, amazing people. It's and just hilarious scene after hilarious scene. It's nonstop. For two hours. Or sure. There is no slow down moment of that scene no and even the scenes that you don't even think of immediately when you go back and rewatch it like every scene is hilarious oh yeah it is and quotable it's amazing Mm -hmm. what about the gopher (laughs) right not the gophers the gophers (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite part Um, when we went to caddyshack restaurant yeah we did like not as well decorated as I thought it should. Not be. It even was, close. Just looked like a random bar. Basically, it was a very random bar. <laughs> yeah, it was. And fine. the food was fine. But it's great how it's. It really is those three characters, and they're all kind of doing their own thing through most of the movie. Sure, Absolutely. hilarious things. And yeah. then when they all kind of come together there at the end, it's it's great. It is. Very <laughs> it's just good. a phenomenal movie. And I, I love, was laughing, I love the thinking ending. about different parts of it. <laughs> I really am. I, I, and that was uh, directed by Harold, Harold, Harold Ramis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Brian Doyle Murray, his brother. Oh, ri- I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Is that the guy who owned the bar? Well, they are all the brothers own the bar, the Murray brothers. Oh, they do? I yeah. thought it was only one of them. No, no, no. The Murray brothers own, there's a bunch of Caddyshack. It's a chain. Huh. But, um, hmm. Really living off that Caddyshack film, huh? Well, they should. Because yeah, 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 they should. Because and Caddyshack 2 is good, too, by the way, as well. It is. I've never even seen the second oh, one. Oh, you haven't? I don't think Oh, it's so. very good. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. That was an That's 80s a movie, too. Also an 80s movie. That's an 80s yeah. movie, too. That's yeah. almost one that I just, like, never watched because I assumed it was going to, you know, be they terrible. They replaced the first one. Well, they you replaced don't Bill it. Murray with Dan Aykroyd, right? Mm, yes. Or was that the third I don't one? think it was Dan Aykroyd. It was Dan Aykroyd. In the second one? Yeah. I just didn't think it was in the second one. Um, Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Yep, it was in the second one. And Randy Quaid was in it, too. Yes, I knew Randy Quaid was. All right, Jerry. Let's see if uh, Tim's got your number one pick. My number one pick. What what did you pick for my number one? I'm not telling you. I'm going to reveal it. All right, that's fine. Uh, Neither one of you guessed this. The Blues Brothers. Oh, okay. Did you guess it? No way. I changed it from stripes. You did. The Blue Brothers. <laughs> he got it. How did you get that? He guessed the Blues Brothers. I don't know. It is my. I literally started to write down stripes, and then I'm like, nope, nope, nope. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's on the list when we were doing our favorite movies of all time. I think it's three or five or something like really? that. Really? It's on that. It's recorded. It will always be one of my top movies. I know it's not the funniest movie of the 80s, right? It's very quotable, though. It is incredibly quotable, but the thing that it is for me, I love music. I've always said that, like, obviously. That is the best part of that movie. It's got incredible music, and I I am, like, nonstop smiles through that whole movie. It makes me so happy. What's the quote? We got a full tank of gas. Half a pack pack of cigarettes. cigarettes. We're wearing sunglasses. It's dark out. Or, yeah, it's dark out. We're wearing sunglasses. Something about we're so many miles from Chicago, but... Yeah, and then he says, hit it, yeah. and they leave. And, uh, yeah, what a, now I'll you find got it. me on, I'll find on the spot. But the Ray, Ray Charles singing in the Aretha Chicago. Franklin. Come on. Yeah, I mean, all of it is just Joliet so, Prison. 
Good. Yeah, Joliet Prison. I worked right by there for a while. That when they in the took scene, the tour in the scene where they uh, where they bust through that mall with the car. Yeah, that was an old mall on the south side of Chicago. That is where my dad brought bought my mom's engagement ring. Really? In that mall, yeah. No kidding. And my mom grew up on the south side of Chicago. My favorite part, like they're driving through, one of my favorite parts, the whole movie's my favorite part, but they're driving through this mall and they're like, they're like, ooh, baby clothes. And then they say, <laughs> uh, they drive, they had cars for sale and they're like, oh, the new Buicks, they're out early. <laughs> like driving through this mall. I think it's so funny. But the, the very end, so Cab Calloway was the guy who does like the, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, like the, you know, scat man guy. At the very end, when he's like in the white suit singing and they're on stage, like I, there's just nothing better. John Candy's in that movie for a very small bit where he's like the, the, one of the detectives that is trying to chase him down. And they come to the, the end show and he sits down and he's like looking around and they just sit at a table and he's like, orange whip. Orange whip? Yeah. <laughs> Three yeah. orange whips. <laughs> just everything about it. Uh, Princess Leia, she's shooting uh, like M16s at people and rockets, blowing up houses. I love every part of this movie. The quote is, it's 106 miles to Chicago. We've got a full tank of gas, half Have a pack, pack of, of cigarettes. cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Yeah. You got my cheese whiz, boy. They come back to the they come back to his apartment. The guy that owns the apartment, or he's sitting in like in a little booth. He asks that, and then he throws a can of cheese whiz over to him. They go upstairs. He's toasting bread over top of an open flame on a hanger. Um, John Belushi falls asleep. They both try to fall asleep, and she blows the entire building up with a rocket. How can you not love that? <laughs> you know um, what about the sequels? No, I don't. I, well, there's only one, right? Blues Brothers 2000 or whatever with Jim Belushi. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't like any of them. Um, I think there's two because there there's, be. there's one with John Goodman. Also John Landis movie, by the way. We've had a lot of John Landis John Landis on this killed it, but list. I will forever love Blues Brothers. I will watch it every and single time. And it was also the song of uh, which I walked out you know, in the introduction to my wedding reception. Was the Blues Brothers song? Was it really? Mm-hmm. You'd think I'd have that involved in my wedding, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's one that's uh, that's that's absolutely one hundred percent a movie that if no matter where it is, if I see it on TV, I'm not I'll getting up. It. I don't care if Amy's like, "Hey, we're leaving the house right now." Well, I guess you're leaving by yourself. It's, it's also made better by the fact that we live in such close proximity to Chicago. Yes, and where it's from, Mount Prospect Police Service. That's where they got their car. Yeah. It's great. Great movie. That's it. That's that the list. 20 comedies from the 80s. If you can't get one out of this list that you love, you have no soul. That have, was a lot of movies. It, <laughs> it really was. I, yeah, it And was. honestly, we weren't as similar as what I thought we were going to be. And I'm going to tell you what, I got, I got like 10 more movies on here that weren't mentioned in this podcast that are also great movies that I could have thrown in. Yeah. And it's just crazy how many good movies there were in that time period and how that just all went away. It just evaporated. It did. You don't get them the same way anymore. They don't make there them the same way. There was a little run early on with like Will Ferrell and like... Uh, I agree with you. And what's the dude, uh, the Tropic Thunder guy? 
Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. So there was a run of comedies there, there, but there are more R-rated. They are. They're uh, not. They're not kid friendly or family oriented. And like a lot of these movies were family oriented mm-hmm. that that we talked about right. tonight, and you don't get that. And now, and that was even like those movies, the Will Ferrell, Ben Ben Stiller time period. That was a lot like late nineties into the two thousand early two thousands. And then after that, there 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 isn't a lot now. Like mm-hmm. I can't think of much in the last ten years. Like that, that I, I agree with you. That genre died because they can't pull in the box office. Right. You know, so, Adam Sandler had his huge run and there's a lot of good movies there in the nineties and early. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Marvel killed everything. Uh, I mean, big budget blockbusters killed it because James Cameron the theaters couldn't pull the ticket sales. Now they're making, they're starting to do this stuff again on Netflix and, because of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. streaming services are bringing they're a bringing lot of this back, stuff back. Yeah. And there's a lot of great comedies, but they're, they're Palm more, Springs. But they're more new. Did you watch that? Not yet, no. You dick. Did you? Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Um, a lot of the comedies that come out now are a lot more nuanced mm-hmm. and a lot more. Well, it's not geared for like taking the family to the theater. No, it's no. just the same kind of thing. It's really not. So, anyway, that's our top 20. Um, we're over our time, so I don't think we got time to no. bring up other stuff. That's all we got on this show to do any what we're watching. I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk next week about Palm Springs, and we're gonna talk about the Last Kingdom, and probably the finished. Old Guard because I'm gonna watch the, the Old, old Guard. Guard too. We're gonna talk about that on our next episode. Um, we'll quickly mention our podcast sponsor, Seed and Top Show Pigs. Seed and Top Show Pigs, big winner at the National Hog Show in Iowa. Yeah, it has become the premier stop for yes. all hog semen. And if you want a boar, you go to Seed and Top Show Pigs. <laughs> You want to get studded? You go to Seed and Top Show Pigs. Yeah. Grand champion. And Poland boars. That's it. That's all we got for this week. You got any last uh, thoughts, Tim? No. Thanks for having me again. It's always, a, always nice to come on. All right. For Snarf Talk, this. Are we going to do uh, Patreon Extra or is it too late? We'll talk about that. Okay. So we would want to, uh, we would want to tell people. That patreon.com slash snarf comics is You're where right. you can go to subscribe to get our extra podcast materials. And we might have a little podcast on there. And there's That's, also a lot of podcasts on there. There is a lot now, but we might have some of our honorable mentions from this list on Patreon. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I'm Tim. I am Jerry. See you. <laughs>